Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. This week we are going to the green emerald shores of Ireland. Mm. For their very first martial arts film. Yeah. This is called Fatal Deviation. <laughs> Which is irrelevant <laughs> to everything, that title. It's from 1998, directed by Shay Cassily and Simon Linscheid. It's starring James P. Bennett as Jimmy Bennett and Mikey Graham from Boyzone as Mikey. Yeah, <laughs> clever, <laughs> clever the, on the names there. Yes, it has since become a cult classic. It was made on a £9,000 budget. No idea where that went. And Mikey Graham's film debut. <laughs> if you're having trouble placing Mikey Graham, he is the least successful of the boys. He's just, just the one at the back, isn't he? Mm. I don't know. Guessing. Yeah, they had Keat. He was in Corrie, I yeah. think. Yeah. You had Ronan, who was the main man. Yeah. Stephen, who was the sort of main other singer, and then you had the dancer guy. I can't remember. It was Shane, I think. And then, Shane, oh, Shane the bad boy. Yeah, the yeah, bad boy that's one. Right, yeah. yeah, and then you had Mikey. He was also there. <laughs> Mikey was there um, taking tickets on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Just made the tea and everything, yeah. James Bennett had been tipped off, uh, the main man of this film. He'd been tipped off that Hong Kong film producers were, in, were interested in working with him. <laughs> but they wanted to see... <laughs> tipped him off. Mikey. <laughs> But they wanted to see more of his work before offering him a project. So Fatal Deviation is essentially his audition tape. <laughs> Imagine that as a job interview. <laughs> just pop this DVD yeah, we on. just watch this. Uh, Bennett was a fan of both Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme, massive fans of both. Yeah, and the yeah. film is heavily influenced by them, and particularly, apparently, the film's hard target, and of course, Bloodsport. And later in his career, Bennett would actually go on to work with both of them, doing stunts on both of their films. Van Damme's on a few, I think, of Van Damme's films. Yeah, I've seen him. He has done. I think he's just taken anything he can, hasn't he, just to attach himself to the Van Damme. Yeah. Uh, I like the opening credits. Uh, it's got co-starring Nicole, Nicole O'Sullivan as Nicole, uh, Johnny Murray, Michael Regan, and from the rock group Boyzone. Yeah, they were pretty on the hard edge of rock, weren't they, <laughs> the Boyzone guys? <laughs> Mikey Graham. <laughs> Yeah, I actually like all that before that, which is some of the most impressive graphics I've ever <laughs> seen um, from, I can only assume, a Commodore 64 or something he's yes. made this with. <laughs> it's awful. Rising Sun Productions, yeah. which he's just made up. It's just awful. It's not often you see a, a website <laughs> a website address at the beginning of yeah, the film where that it, gets added. It really is poor. It's uh, funny, but it, it sets out the stall straight away. We're introduced to Jimmy Bennett straight away, and he's got, <laughs> I would probably say, six to nine pictures of Jean-Claude Van Damme up on his wall. Yeah, he's got the hard target one, hasn't he? Yeah. With, it, with the mullet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> signed as well by the look of that. And then he's got other photographs, which I think are supposed to be 
like his dad or something. And yeah. He mentions his dad straight away. Uh, obviously, with it being Irish, they have all got Irish accents, and that's just even better. Yeah. It really is funny uh, listening to them speak. Yeah, that's it makes it, it so much be. better. It shouldn't be, really, but it just does. It just makes it all seem just funny. This has been my home for 10 years. Every day I've trained to be as good a martial artist as my father. I am a man now, and it's time I went home. I need to discover who I am, what it is I should do, and what happened to my father. He's um, He's been there for 10 years, apparently, wherever he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've only done that. I will send you to hell. I've been there for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, but he, he says after 10 years, he's going home uh, to find out who I am, what I should do. And what happened to me, father? And it, uh, as he as he leaves, he's the only one there as well. I don't know. Nobody says goodbye to him or anything. He's been there ten years. No one cares. What happened to me, father? That's what he says. What do you know about me, father? He's <laughs> uh, it's in Saint Claude's Reform School. Yeah. So that, that's where he's been for ten years. Although he looks like he's about twenty eight. So I don't know what he's doing <laughs> in <a> school. <laughs> he should have gone to prison, really, <laughs> if anything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he's been there. It's probably why nobody says goodbye to him, because they're just glad he's gone, finally. Yeah. He wants to find whoever sold him that leather jacket as well, because that is a massive leather jacket <laughs> he's got on. Yeah, well, you see, that's that's the Seagal uh, influence, and, I guess. I believe so, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we get some easy listening music. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. Um well, I think we get to hear it about three or four times as well, we don't we, throughout the film. <laughs> so. this, this is the first of my uh, vibes of Dead Man's Shoes. This is like an Irish Dead Man's Shoes almost. And <laughs> at the beginning of that, you do see him walking yeah. walking back to town, and uh, this That's is exactly it, what he's the, doing. In the beautiful Matlock Hills, though, isn't it, that one? This, yes. This is uh, in... Where is it? Trim. Trim, yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. In, uh, in Ireland. Yes. <laughs> all, all filmed in his hometown, of course, with the assistance of all the residents and his friends and so on. Ken, you're a big fan of Trim, aren't you? Oh, I do like Trim, yes. When you feel like giving up You feel like giving in The world around you changes every day While you search for your way out he walks, as like I said, two minutes in a little musical montage. And you think, is that real time? Because surely then he's only been two minutes away from his house all the time for ten years. He could have just popped back whenever. Yeah. But uh, I think I think they did a time lapse montage there that they just didn't really tell us. Yeah, and there's no sign of any sort of transport he takes. No, no so. I think he has walked the yeah. entire thing. He's very much a, a loner. Yeah, like Forrest Gump. <laughs> exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's, he's cleaning out the. I mean, the the look of the farmhouse is is very <laughs> grim. <laughs> yeah, it's got a padlock on it, but we're not sure who's padlocked it up. No. Uh, it's not a very good padlock, and he just sort of hits it twice, and it just comes off. He's, he's in, and uh, <laughs> it does. It looks like some sort of uh, homeless crack den, doesn't it? Does. it? <laughs> yeah. Still, he just starts to tidy up immediately. He's just like, well, work to be done. Yeah, he tidies the place up. He finds a little Buddha statue. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Has some sort of outer body experience. Yeah, rub, rubs the Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a yeah. euphemism, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gives the gives the old Buddha a rub. <laughs> and uh, yeah, has a flashback immediately of his dad just sort of doing 
nothing by, so by the fire. Putting his head in the gas fire by the look of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the point of that is. But, but uh, yeah, that, that's his dad. Then he just carries on tidying up. What was his at the beginning? He was looking at a little trophy there. Did you see what that was? I think it's just martial arts. Isn't was it? it? Darts, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> martial darts. The <laughs> new sport hey, in keep Ireland. Keep that for the pitch. I'm going to have written that down now. That's going in. So I've got fuck all, fuck all notes about this film. I might as well write my own. Yeah, so meanwhile at Londis, we get some nice establishing <laughs> shots. <laughs> the thing is, right, if, if you if you are a fan of the old action films as we are, <laughs> they always do have like a convenience store set in the, in the beginning, don't yeah. they? Like hard to kill uh, that he goes into a shop and there's some hoodlums and he sorts it out. Uh, and I always used to watch these and think, I would hate to ever go shopping at night anywhere in America because you think every time anyone's in a shop at night... Somebody comes in, tries to rob it as a fight or something, and you just think they just avoid that. Um, he's kind of done the same thing, but as, as Dom said, he's used Londis, which uh, <laughs> is a, sort of like a cheap supermarket chain, <laughs> Yeah, which I assume is the only shop they had there in Trim. But uh, they've obviously given them permission to do so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, as, as Ken said, um, the establishing shots before is usually before you get into the... Uh, into the shop. So in a Seagal film, you'd see the streets, you'd see the drug dealers, the prostitutes, you see that it's a rough neighbourhood Seagal's living in at this point, or he's, he's in at the minute. In this, we get some establishing shots of frozen peas. We get uh, bog roll. Very nice as well. And we get uh, an old man staring longingly at some bananas. <laughs> yeah, until his trolley's stolen by a couple of, I don't know, 30-year-old hoodlums. Yeah, I've called them two little gobshites. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. could have also been the film pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of them One of them seems to be, like I don't know, 20s, but the other one does seem to be in his mid-30s. mid kind of think, what the hell is he doing dicking around in a supermarket? Yeah. <laughs> He's old enough to know better. <laughs> yeah, they steal the old man's trolley. Um and just sort of raise hell. They start eating just food randomly off yeah, the Yeah, they they're just messing about and laughing at nothing, really. Throwing eggs. Thankfully, Jimmy turns up for his big weekly shop. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a he gets a basket. You know, he's not he's not messing about with a trolley. He's going to teach these punks a lesson. Yeah, because uh, you, you see, uh, this is our first introduction to what was the name? Sorry, Nicole. Nicole. Yeah, it's, it's our first introduction to Nicole, who's stacking shelves, and they give her a little bit of a uh, little bit of jip. Yeah, she, what's she actually doing? She's actually um, we we see her first stacking shelves, and Jimmy just walks straight past her, picks something up off a shelf. He doesn't even look what he's picking up. Yeah, he just he knows exactly where everything is. He's been away for ten years, and he doesn't look at any of the shelves as if he's thinking, "Where would this be? Where, where, where would the bleach be?" <laughs> he's just like he's just picking it, walking over, picked it up. He's gone. The tagline was that this film includes a hot babe, and the first time you see the supposed hot babe, she's putting some crisp and dry oil on the shelves mm. of Londis. I do like her oil. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. then, and, then, and then she's inexplicably stacking toilet rolls in the middle of the aisle, Yeah, which uh, you wouldn't even get, be able to get a trolley past that. And you think she, she's messing about. She's not even very good at this job. No. And uh, they say to her, the, the older one says, hey, Blondie, how's it going? And she is immediately extremely Irish. She says, quit the messing. <laughs> and then I have right. no idea what she says after that. I don't know. 
but yeah. uh, she she doesn't she doesn't like talking to them even though just, they've just said how are you yeah yeah she's not having any she ain't got time for that hey blondie how's it going flip the mess and no. money out to build on that what are we gonna do guys you're gonna have to pay for that well you think if that's unreasonable from her wait until we can see what jimmy does <laughs> jimmy steps up to the camera he com- comes at us yeah <laughs> face onto the camera with his massive fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> Gives us some absolute ridiculous rubbish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he says, you're very brave to be harassing young women. You say, you're very brave to be harassing young women. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he just kicks. He doesn't wait for a response. Yeah, he, he just doesn't wait to see if a fight's going to happen. No, he just kicks the 40-year-old virgin bloke in the bollocks. Yeah. And then kicks him through the shit rags. Which is exactly why she was stacking them in the middle of the aisle, so he could burst through them. There's no reason for that to be stacked like the way it was. No, it's just in the way, isn't it? uh, It's like those cardboard boxes that are always piled up down an alleyway so cars could drive through them. You know, the sort of thing. But I think got the budget for that. So yeah, he he flies through the toilet roll. Um, Not much provocation needed, which is the story of Jimmy in this whole film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And then... And then he does the time cop thing, which <laughs> yeah. is what I've written, where he just sort of like puts his foot in the other bloke's face without touching him. Yeah, shows him the sole of his shoe. Which uh, I can only imagine that uh, you have shit on your shoe. <laughs> and, That's what uh, I'd say. And uh, yeah, the other guy just runs off. And nobody checks to see how the other bloke is. He's just been kicked in the bollocks and in the face <laughs> or anything. <laughs> but the other guy runs off because he's not bothered. Yeah, just just and, kick through the toilet roll, and uh, then he just fucks off. Jimmy he just leaves. Yeah, he doesn't pick up his shopping. <laughs> he just walks off. You see his shopping still on the ground. Yeah, so uh, no other help. Doesn't ask how she is or anything. He just walks off. Yeah, <laughs> she's just left there, probably with all these toilet rolls that are now damaged and will have to be reduced. And um, the other blokes just laid on the floor out cold. Yeah. And Jimmy just walks off, goes home. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Jimmy. Well, I mean, that's the introduction to our hero. We know what he's about. But what about the, the, the bad guys, Ken? <laughs> we, we cut to some farmhouse or no, some sort of farmland somewhere. And we see uh, there's a guy and he's smoking. And then out of the, the glow from the, the background, uh, some some old fucking sunglasses turns yeah. up. And uh, he gives him the rollicking of his life. I'm not paying you to sit around here on your arse smoking. Go, boss. Here. To the ridge. Um, this is the big boss played by a, a local solicitor who put the majority of the budget in in exchange for this role in the film. <laughs> so it's just some old <laughs> old lawyer. <laughs> what did they say his name is? It sounds like Biggles. I can't remember. He's, he's rubbish, though. I'm going to call him Biggles. Uh, he gets a call from Hong Kong in the caravan, and that looks shit as well. The caravan does. No, I've, I've just looked him up. I think Michael Regan, I think, has played him, and he's just called Drug Baron. Hmm. He's not even got a name. Oh, right. I'm, I think. I think that must be him. I don't know who else would be a, a Drug Baron. Let's go with Biggles, then. Sorry, before that, they do establish that they're Drugs Barons, because one of them, uh, the old man said, and I had to actually rewind this, and I still couldn't hear what he was saying, and then it was only later in the film that I think I, I picked up what he must have said at the beginning. And he, he said, um, somebody on the phone, and it was Seagull from Hong Kong. Yeah. Which is uh, obviously Seagal, isn't it? It's a Seagal reference, but they yeah. called him Seagull. And I didn't think that, I thought that meant he was not a fan of Seagal, and that was poking fun at him. If you say he is a fan, I don't know. I yeah. think he's maybe middle ground again. Yeah. But yeah, he says it's Seagull from Hong Kong. 
And then he says something about getting a consignment on the ocean, mm. which just sort of alludes to drugs, I guess, but not really got any clue what he's talking about. He could potentially just be having a shit. <laughs> yeah, it could, could be an Irish, uh, an Irish <laughs> phrase. <laughs> yeah. Is it an Irish phrase? Uh, phrase? Well, let's Email get us this, in. Let's get this consignment on the ocean. <laughs> it could be, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Email us in. Backmoviecallwithgmail.com. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, if you are Irish or if you if you have colourful phrases for having a shit, <laughs> let us know what they are. Yes, please do. Yeah, we cut to Jimmy. He's doing some decorating at the old place. <laughs> I've got that he just seems to be angrily be throwing things around. Yeah. <laughs> That's him tidying up. I've got he kind of walks like his spine doesn't bend. Mm. He's got yeah. a very odd walk and Martial gait artist, to him. So you see. Yeah. And he finds his dad's <laughs> karate gi and uh, remembers playing football at school and getting thrown to the ground. <laughs> and uh, he goes back home to his to his father and uh Where's me father. And uh, shows him his bruises from his fight, and the dad then is—that's when he started teaching him karate. And he seems quite rubbish, actually, the kid. Yeah. But his dad just sort of like taps it, you know, puts his arm around him, and they walk off to wherever. I mean, they're at home. I don't know where they're going once they finish their training, but they kind of just walk off <laughs> to, into, the, uh, into the road that he's walked into in oh, the first place. Saint Claude's probably. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do some <laughs> yeah. rubbish. Let's off, take to, off to reform school. Uh, we see Nicole, um, she's walking down the road when a car pulls up to give her some flowers. Yeah, we get a little bit of background story because they're at a cash point waiting to with, uh, withdraw a little bit of money. And they, there is two other women and they say, oh, look, that's that Jimmy Bennett. And um, Jimmy Bennett's home. And they do all that. Oh, I hope there's no trouble. And Nicole listens in on all of this because she doesn't know what the hell's going on. She seems to be the only person who doesn't know who Jimmy Bennett is. But that's just a little a little thing for us all, you know. He's got he's got story, he's got history here. It's rubbish and boring, but he has got history here. And then those two just walk off, never to be seen again. Yeah. Yeah. Then she gets uh, she gets uh, a car pull over, um, and one of them just thrusts some flowers into her face. Is that a long orange ponytail? Yeah, yeah, he's an odd-looking guy. <laughs> he's an odd-looking guy. And um, yeah, and thrusts some flowers at her and says they're from Mikey. He hopes he'll see you tonight. Yeah. Which is it's weird, really, getting your friends to do it. It's like being at school. She says, I can't. I've got other plans. And he's outraged and says, what could be more important than Mikey? Yeah. And she replies, cleaning the toilet. <laughs> That's harsh, isn't it? Poor old Mikey from yeah. Boyzone. Yeah. The, the rock the, group. <laughs> the rock group Boyzone. <laughs> Uh, the henchmen, they're not happy with that, with that toilet jibe. And uh, neither is Jimmy, who... Uh... Yeah, he's just walking past again with some <laughs> more shopping. And it's a different day, because it's not... I thought it was just on his way home from the shop, it had happened again. Yeah. But no, he's got different clothes on, so it's a different day. Yeah. He's gone shopping again, which makes you think, maybe you should have had a trolley in the first place, not just a basket. It could have got more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he turns up behind them and to dole out some fatal deviation. <laughs> <laughs> and he he throws in an absolutely incredible quote that takes far too long to say, <laughs> which I hope you're going to play a clip of. Who the fuck are you? I don't think the girl needs help across the road. 
Why don't you Boy Scouts go and play in the woods? Fantastic. What the that, fuck that, does that mean? That teaches them the fatal deviation of their ways. <laughs> yes, deviate to the woods. <laughs> I don't think she needs any more help. It's, it's enough to provoke them anyway, and uh, we get some fighting, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, again, again, it's not that much really provocation, is it? No. Um, <laughs> they don't even look like they're going to really attack him, to be no, honest. He, he rolls over the car, oh, which God. is funny, because he doesn't have to do that at no. all. It's just really, really funny. It looks like he gets stuck halfway, because yeah. it looks like the bonnet... <laughs> so the momentum's not really there, is it? No, and it looks like the bonnet just is fucked when he does it. <laughs> you can hear it, can't you, buckle underneath him. All yeah. under the watch eye of Gandalf, who's who's sort of watching from the woods. Yeah, there's there's a, a monk, a <laughs> monk in the background, a, a mysterious monk, <laughs> <laughs> which I I thought uh, looked a bit like um, Oliver Reed, if he was a wizard. Yes, which he's not. But uh, yeah, so he he beats these guys up. He throws one of them over a wall. He sends a man to his death as he flips him over a knee-high wall. (laughs) (laughs) You you don't know how high that wall is to begin with. I mean, that could have been really high. He could have been killed. He could have just murdered somebody by flipping him over a wall. Yeah. And uh, if you watch the outtakes at the end, he nearly did kill him, (laughs) even though it wasn't that high. Yeah. 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 That that scream at the end is actually like (laughs) nearly breaking his neck. He's flipped him over a little bit too hard and he just landed on his neck in the field behind him. Which yeah. <laughs> you see his head pop up. Yeah, you like. do kind of see like him land, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And at the at the end credits, he does actually say, "I'm not doing that again." <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like a Father Ted episode. Yeah, this whole it's, thing. it's brilliant. The whole the whole film's just funny. You did just expect that to be happening. Uh, Nicole says thanks, I, and then Jimmy cuts her off and says, "It's okay." I know what it's like to be bullied. And then yeah, he just... And then they both just walk off separately. <laughs> and that's dubbed in. I don't know why they didn't do more dubbing in this, because there's some some scenes that you can't understand a word they're saying, the sound quality on it. This is all recorded on like a handheld VHS. Yeah, because they're outside. You can't really hear them. You've got the yeah. birds birds tweeting. You've got cars going past. Yeah, all of, all of it's captured fantastically, but the dialogue isn't. Yeah, Jimmy goes home and looks pissed off at some eggs he bought. Yeah, because they're broke, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know how. He didn't hit anyone with his eggs. Didn't, you know, but... It's because he slams it down on the table when he gets in. Yeah, and then he just goes, he just gets his hand covered in egg and then just goes, shit. Yeah. Really upset about those eggs. But then, you, then he's like, I think you've got to go shopping again now, haven't you, Jimmy? You yeah. bloody idiot. He thinks egg on my hand and on my face. <laughs> Literally... Of my hand, but yes. metaphorically. <laughs> yes. That's what he was thinking, you know, he's probably doing all that in his accent. Yeah. Metaphorically, egg in my face. <laughs> I got literally got eggs on my hands. <laughs> oh, done <them> Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, yeah, so he's probably got to go shopping again, which has got to piss him off, hasn't it, that? Yeah. No wonder he's so upset. Imagine if we had to watch that again in Gosha. <laughs> Steps over the 40-year-old guy still in the aisle. <laughs> Every time, every day he's gone shopping since he got back. <laughs> what an idiot. Now we get back to Biggles, and um, this is our first viewing of uh, Mikey from the rock group Boyzone. <laughs> yeah, he's just there having a fag, isn't he? He's he just is. smoking, <laughs> yeah. smoking away near a large mirror. Probably um, so he can keep looking at himself and uh, give him a little cheeky wink. Biggles asks his henchman uh, what happened, um, yeah, what happened it, to again, him. Again, it's the accent. Yeah, and they just come walking in, stand in front of him. It's the guy whose neck just got broken for being flipped over a wall, <laughs> and the other guy with the long hair ponytail. And, he just, and they walk in and just stand in front of him until he eventually says, 
What happened to you? <laughs> what happened to you? Guess who's back in town? Young Jimmy Bennett after 10 years. Why don't we get him to work for us? Working for us? Why not? Wouldn't it be ironic to have the son of the man I killed working for us? Have him stop by and visit me tonight. Wouldn't that be sweet? Yeah, so they explain that Jimmy's back, yeah. <laughs> which we already knew. And there's a long pause then once they say that. Yeah, everybody just sort of looks at each other for a bit now in, the, in this bit. And uh, <laughs> yeah, none of them are actors. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can tell. I said to Jimmy, I said, I'm not an actor. <laughs> the solicitor and the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the extras. Yeah. He says, why don't we get him to work for us? And then Mikey from the Rocker Group Boy Zone looks over absolutely destroyed yeah, he He's not happy. That. He doesn't want that happening. Yeah. And uh, Biggles, he speaks directly down the camera to us at home then. Yeah. Which I liked. He says, wouldn't it be ironic <laughs> to have the son of the man I killed working for us? I don't know. Is that ironic? I don't think it is. No, it's not no. irony, is it? That I, don't, I also I said who who there in this little low level drug gang really appreciates irony of any sort. Yeah, I mean you got one of them just sitting at the back going, "Oh, brilliant! That is, I love that." And everyone else is like, "What the hell's ironic mean?" <laughs> Plus, he's he's very very openly uh, told us that he killed Jimmy's dad straight away. Yeah, <laughs> so there's no mystery of what happened to that. There's no unraveling a uh, a who done it. It's yeah. him. It's Biggles. Yeah. Biggles did it. Biggles the the bastard. Biggles the bastard is his character name. I've just found it on IMDb. Yes. <laughs> Biggles the bastard. <laughs> have it have him stop by and visit me tonight. Wouldn't that be sweet? <laughs> oh, that is nice. That is nice, yeah. 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 Um Mikey from the rock group Boyzone's not happy about that and puts his cigarette out, uh, which we continue to look at for a good two seconds of three maybe in the ashtray. Yeah, it's horrible. Well, that. Nobody speaks at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a cigarette being put out, and we look at it for a bit. Yeah, we get a shot of Nicole. She's riding a bike, and that's mixed in with Jimmy doing uh, some stretches. <laughs> and he's wearing the exact same vest that Kenby Wilde is wearing right now in front of me. <laughs> it's one of the tiniest vests I've ever seen on a man. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's he's doing his uh, he's doing his workout, isn't he? Yeah, it looks like at one point that he's got his foot stuck in the door frame above his head <laughs> and he can't get out. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's doing his stretches. He can do the splits, you see. Um, yeah, he and, does the... And then he's doing them for us, for like the Van Damme-esque, uh, on two boxes or something. I don't know what he's doing. He's got it on two, two chairs, I think. And uh, it's, 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 it's the uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme splits across. Yeah, you know what we're on about. Boingy, boingy. Exactly what Kenby Wilde's doing right now yeah, in that I, vest. And I'm wearing that vest, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she knocks on the door, and um, this is one of the worst bits of acting in the film from Jimmy, I think. Yeah, which, which has... it really is saying something, because he's terrible throughout. But yeah, he is all, all new lows straight away in this bit. She literally hands him her pie on a silver platter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably because she thought, I bet his eggs are broken. After he saved her. Yes. <laughs> she thought, I think I heard some eggs break there. He'll never be able to make a pie. Yes. And it's so awkward. Um, we're just going to play the clip <laughs> for you because I don't think we could do it justice. I think it'd be good if he just smashed it out of her hand. <laughs> but, you know, no reason for it. But he's just a, seems violent. Seems to not need much provocation. Yeah, just roundhouse it out of her hand. 
Hi. Um, I just called by to say thank you. Well, uh, come in. I'm sorry, the place is still a bit of a mess. Here, this is for you. Thanks. I baked it myself. Um, look, I've I've got to go. Wait, uh, can I see you again? I don't know. Can you? See ya. And she leaves, and uh, it cuts back to him just staring at the same space that she was before. Because yeah. you see her walk up the drive, get on the bike, and leave. When it cuts back to him, he's looking in the same location. Where did she have that pie? Mm. When she was riding the bike, she got a little pie basket on the back of it. That's what she calls it. Yeah, that's what I'm calling it from now on. Yeah, maybe it was wedged Twix, her cheeks. <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, quite erotic. Yeah, I wonder what all that white <laughs> stuff was then on it, on the top. Mm, that was a fatal deviation from the <laughs> from the film, wasn't it? There's a we get a gong sound now, you know. <laughs> that just starts randomly turning up, and um, I'm actually wondering where the hell it was when I was writing the notes. Uh, so it's supposed to be rich and powerful, but this place looks awful. Like the carpet's horrible. He's got one chair in the whole room. <laughs> it's, it's like he's just in some sort of like back room of a pub. Yeah, because he got like wires just loose hanging yeah. from the walls. <laughs> it's bloody horrible. And he, it's, uh, it's, he's basically uh, Jimmy's been sort of uh, he he runs out the house when um, what's her name Nicole like rides off. He tries to get her attention again for some reason. Probably to say I don't like pie. Yeah. Or I'm allergic. Yeah, look at me. Do I look like I eat pie? Yeah, I've got them my small vest. Yeah. And as he goes in his house, the gangsters, henchmen are there and they point a gun at him and say, you're coming with us. And they go to, to this place. And uh, Biggles says, I hear you're good with your hands. <laughs> yeah, he wants him to build him a bookcase or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Jimmy says, yeah. And Cla- he goes... That's classic. I thought you could have just punched him in the face, you know, <laughs> yeah. the provocation of that. And then, this is great dialogue. I think Tarantino might have stepped in and done the dialogue for this bit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did have something to do with yeah. it. Yeah, so, here you're good with your hands, and he says, yeah. He goes, do you like manual work? <laughs> and then he goes, it's okay. This is similar to a conversation <laughs> I've had once about mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I would open him for someone with your talents. Would you like to work for me? And he says, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's enthralling, isn't it? Yeah, it's taking me right back into the film, this this reading. Uh, He says, didn't you see all those fancy cars outside? It's a well-paid job. And uh, he says nothing and just stares at him (laughs) for about five seconds. He can't remember if he did. And he says, think it over and get back to me. And, and then he just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole scene. He was brought there at gunpoint. <laughs> you think there's something more important to discuss? <laughs> yeah, I remember when I got offered a job in the exact same circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I must love that. He says about three things and then leaves. Yeah, that'll do. And then Mikey from the rock group Boyzone, he meets him outside and tells him, you'd better stay away from, from Nicola. Yeah, from Nicole. Nicole, from Nicole. Nicole sorry, yeah. Nicole. And he, he walks in and he's a bit like Dougal with Father Ted. He's like, I don't want him working for us. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Mikey, it's a dangerous job. Accidents happen all the time. 
Yeah, it, it seems quite a pointless exercise then. If they're just going to kill him, why don't they just kill him? They've <laughs> yeah, just had well, him at gunpoint. Why hire just shoot him? him? Like a fucking Columbo episode. <laughs> just shoot the bloke. He says that accidents happen all the time, and then Mikey smiles and says, You're a crafty old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> to be sure. <laughs> to be sure. <laughs> anyway, on to date number one of this fucking yeah, film. Yeah, that's... Um... That's the highlight of the threat that uh, they they possess, <laughs> the gang, the yeah. gang. There. Yes, offering a job. <laughs> yeah, take this job, but you may get killed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's see. I say it's a pointless plan. I mean, they just <laughs> had him in the house. Nobody else knows he's there. They just, they've got guns. Just kill him. Yeah, and as Ken says, it's just the, the the setting when he's talking about fancy cars. This looks like the back of a social club. Yeah, it's just like, what fancy cars? They're probably all on bricks without any wheels or anything. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a junkyard. Yeah, and that's why it reminds me so much of Dead Man's Shoes because the the gang in that are, are oh, right, so rubbish. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't know. I think you need to stop mentioning this in the same vein as Dead Man's <laughs> also, Shoes. It's also, also superb film. I mean, that is no. I mean, I'm not saying it is anywhere. Say, come on, in the same you've got, you've got ballpark. At least credit the fact that Dead Man's Shoes is a great film. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's not in the same ballpark, but I'm just saying there's a lot of similarities in the just the look of it as well. It all just looks dingy and. Um, Obviously, the the Jimmy is um, a lot better than Paddy Considine in, <laughs> in the in this role. Certainly more threatening. Yeah, uh, date number one. They're at the fun fair. Uh, this looks like hell on earth to me. This this is absolutely horrific and painful to get through. Any of those travelling fun fairs you see, they, this is exactly what they look like, and this is exactly why I would never go to one. Jimmy's uh, he's got very high jeans on, only because his trousers always look very high. Yes. As, I mean, I know Simon Cowell. I know, I know martial arts and all that stuff. You know, they wear like trousers that do that, don't they? Because you're not allowed to hit below the belt. Yeah. But um, not just in everyday wear. But they're not only just very high; they're also massive. Yeah, and also like uh, I know Van Damme did it as well. But it's like we have like very high, tight waisted uh, trousers, and then like a big baggy shirt, like billowing out from the top, just to make yourself look a bit bigger. Yeah, which which he's he does that at all all times in this film, and it's just funny just yeah. to see. I like the look of the lad. I don't know if you remember him, Ken, in the white umbro top, who's sort of I think he's working on the rides, and he's oh, yes. got like a yeah. gelled fringe. Yeah, I like the look of that kid. <laughs> he looks yes, like he's seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's working the rides. Isn't yeah, he he works. He if you've ever been to one of these, he works all of the rides you've ever been on at one of those fun yeah, fairs. Yeah. And they ever go on the bumper cars, and, uh, you know, I think bumper cars, they're shit when you're actually on them. So to have to sit and watch these two. Yeah, and, and she, she's laughing. He seems absolutely bloody furious all the time. <laughs> he looks like he's trying to hurt people on those bumper cars. Yeah. I'll tell you what Jimmy reminded me of uh, all the way through it. He reminds me of the local hard case you just avoid in the pub. Yeah. You know, he just walks around on his own in the pub, just intimidating people who just like everyone's like, oh shit, here he comes. Yeah. That kind of bloke. Yeah. That's that's what he reminded me of. And even at the end when he's like out of character and the the end credits and they do the Jackie Chan things going wrong thing, he still seems like that. Yeah. You just thinking, Oh shit, here comes Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. That he's that kind of guy. Yeah, he he is. <laughs> he's just got two facial expressions. One, I'm almost angry, and two, I'm bloody furious. Yeah. And that's Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Because, just, just I bring that up because he's supposed to be having fun at this point. Yeah. He still looks like he's trying to kill people. Yeah, because that's a good point. Because in these films, you know, usually the martial artist, like Van Damme's a good-looking guy in his in his younger days. Seagal, even though you know we wouldn't think of it now, but he was a good-looking guy when he first started. Arnie as well. 
This guy is not. He looks like just a fucking nutcase. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> He's just like the village nutter. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, no. It goes to like a weird like LSD trippy kind of vibe to it, doesn't it, when they start on the bumper car? Yeah, it's all yeah, blurry yeah, and yeah, colourful. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's pointless. The whole thing's pointless. It's just padding out the film, isn't it? Yeah. And I, my next note is that, because he has another vision, and like, why is it a mystery? For one thing, Biggles has already told us it's him, but... Even in the flashbacks, you can blatantly tell it's Biggles. Yeah, yeah but, and he's watching it happen. <laughs> yeah. He's not like he, he's he's actually just in the doorway watching his dad get beheaded <laughs> by by this Biggles bloke who's not aged in 10 years at all. No. He was already this old. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he just chops his head off. Obviously, it cuts before he actually hits him. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a sword. What's he doing with a sword as well? Yes. A bloody pensioner walking around with a sword. And <laughs> <laughs> why is he killing it's him? It's quite common in Ireland. Why is he killing him anyway? He's just some <laughs> bloke bloke lives in a like shithole. Yeah. Little shack. Maybe he's part of a new dimension of rock and roll. It's <laughs> threatening the rock group Boy Zone's livelihood. Maybe he is. Maybe he's he's made a fatal deviation and he's on his path. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we don't know why he's doing it. It's never explained, really. But it it is clearly him. Yeah, and, and, it, and he's just stood witnessing the whole thing in clear view. So I don't know how he doesn't see the kid looking at him. Yeah, and I tell you what, it's enough to wake uh, Jimmy up. And he goes for a jog, probably. Because the, the next shot is him. I don't know where they filmed this. Just like on the moors or something. <laughs> just somewhere else. You, can, yeah. you can't really see anything. in the, They've obviously shot it at night with no like lighting or anything. And you can just vaguely make out a, a figure jogging on, on a beach, I think. There's a there's a bit of a sort of a Seagal scene, actually, at this point. Because he's like uh, he's on top of a hill. It's the sunlight just coming yeah, up. No, the, again, the thing is, right, if you watch um, Kickboxer... Yeah, where he does that training in the in the mountains and everything, and it's the scenery is beautiful, and he's he's like silhouette in the in there, and the sun's coming up and everything. In fact, not just even that one, but as you said, yeah, Seagal, he, he runs up hills and he sits at the top, and there's like an eagle crying as they fly <laughs> away. And but all of those are brilliant, and they look fantastic. This looks <laughs> shit. It does look? It shit. looks bloody awful. Yeah. I mean, what he needed really was uh, snap. I got the power to be playing in the background <laughs> because, because somehow when when the like the proper martial arts people do a montage of training just on their own, it looks good. It looks like effective. This looks like he's having some sort of fit. Yeah, he's just randomly hitting nothing and sort of like flapping his arms about, and you just think <laughs> it's rubbish. Yeah. I think the song that most suited that would have been She's a maniac, maniac. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually he's quite talented. You can yeah. tell that he can do martial arts, but he just can't seem to do it with there's nothing there. Yeah. I mean, you put a bag in front of him, maybe he'd be able to look a bit better, but unless he's carrying that up a mountain with him. Yeah, and we'll probably talk about it later, but he's also, he's fine um, within sort of five-second clips, but you've got to do anything longer than that. He seems to lose his Yeah, he, does, like, he doesn't really know what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it it just it just made me think and made me think how much better other people do these sort of scenes. Yeah, apart from the Karate Kid, obviously, which was shit, and he was just sort of balancing on a stick. Yeah, and Splinter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mimicking my master's <laughs> moves from my cage. <laughs> yeah, we see that we see the monk, and he's nailing a, a mystical scroll to a tree. <laughs> It looks very... Uh... Yeah, the monk's back. Yeah, the, you remember him? Remember yeah. the monk who's just hanging about looking at stuff? 
And by scroll, I mean a sort of template that he's printed out. <laughs> <laughs> and why is he nailing it to a tree? Why has he just got a staple gun or something? Yeah. He's not in the past, is he? No. <laughs> he's, he's, he's actually from now. He's, yeah. he's not just a dream. He's real, and he's nailing some a piece of paper that... Remember your school project where you had to make a treasure map and make it look old? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like one of them where he's just rubbed a tea bag over it. Yeah, he hasn't even done that. He's just printed <laughs> off the bloody internet from the local library, sitting there in his fucking robe. Sitting there in his big Obi-Wan Kenobi robe. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's declaring an underground fighting tournament. It's happening. It's at the old abbey. <laughs> yeah, so underground that it's run by monks <laughs> and they're advertising it openly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a Beltane martial arts tournament. Yeah, run by monks for no reason. Yeah, for absolutely no reason. No reason but everyone whatsoever. knows about it. No reason whatsoever. Um, this this sort of Irish, well, I'm not going to say Irish mafia. I don't know what the hell they are. It's just the local <laughs> bloody morons. Hoodlums. They're discussing their business at the table and uh, their need for Siegel to win the tournament. Yeah, and we still don't know why. I just don't know why what? they want to win it. It's 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 all dragon sound all over again. It is, isn't yeah. it? There's no reason for this tournament to be important to anybody. Uh, but even, th- but even... they definitely need Siegel to come back from Hong Kong to win the tournament so they can run the town. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's that's who runs the town instead of having elections or anything. Whoever wins the martial arts competition run by monks gets to run the town yeah. <laughs> Some, something like that i don't know yeah even I mean, i've ca- never i've never been to trim maybe that is exactly how they they nominate uh, officials yeah maybe i don't know even the cameraman asks because you hear someone say <laughs> what the fuck yeah <laughs> and they all look down the camera yeah what's going on and uh mikey who's actually in the corner tells us because stupid it makes us look good the tournament is very important to people around here, we ru- uh, we win this, we take control of this town. Why? See, the fuck? why exactly? What, what what on earth are they talking about? Nobody knows. Yeah, no, no nobody knows. Um, actually, Jimmy, if you are listening, um, hi. Uh, <laughs> don't come and find us. Obviously, you nutcase. But uh, what, what the hell are you talking about? Hey, what, what's, what's the point? What is all this? <laughs> What's happening in any part of this film? Come on, Jimmy. Let us know. Badmoviecult at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, don't really come and find us. Really, yeah. really don't. Mikey rings Nicole now. Um, the, the phone is fucking horrible. <laughs> you yeah. see. Yeah, it's a quality it's like a phone. Yeah. Cream plastic phone. And yeah, it's, when, it's kind of kind of like your nan's old phone. Yeah. yeah. And when she picks the phone up, you see her. You see where she lives, and she's all that's for set, de- uh, set decoration is just a goldfish bowl. It looks filthy. The water is like brown inside it with a goldfish in Maybe it. Maybe she won that at the fair from that kid in the uh, the Adidas top. Yeah. And maybe it was a fatal deviation <laughs> instead of a goldfish in there. That's the name of the goldfish. <laughs> it's unusual, but so's the name of the film. Yeah, he asked her to go and live with him. <laughs> in a caravan. In a ca- well, I didn't realise that that was his house at that point. <laughs> Because I bring that up later in my notes, like this is where she he wanted her to live with him. <laughs> anyway, we get we go to date two, and this is like a, the woods slash the old abbey, and Gandalf turns up behind them, the the monk, and uh, he does a great uh, reaction to to being yeah. scared, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, this is where he throws his acting chops. He does a double take, and uh, he might as well have just like whipped his head round and done the. <laughs> 
he says <laughs> in Irish. Yeah, he sees all the monks like doing the gardening around the abbey, and uh, Jimmy says, "Who are you people?" <laughs> Like they're some sort of trolls. Yeah. <laughs> he's heard tell of these people, but he's never seen one for himself. And the monk says, the question is, who are you? Yeah. That, and that he, threw him. He says, what are you talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dialogue's amazing. Yeah. It's like they just uh, wrote their own dialogue without knowing what the other person was going to say, and they stuck to it. <laughs> and he says, I know my path, but do you know yours? And Jimmy's response, Jimmy's response is, come on, Nicole, we're leaving. This guy's crazy. <laughs> Just leaves. He's like bloody Dougal. This, yeah, I swear to God. That's enough of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that puts an end to the date for, for Nicole. Uh, not for Jimmy, though. He decides to, to keep it going. He goes home, changes his shirt, and uh, goes on his own to the pub. Yeah, what a scene this is. <laughs> what an absolutely pointless scene. I, I love this bit. I love the, the dialogue now. I love the, bouncers, the fucking yeah. dialogue too. I love it. Um, the, the, bouncers, the bouncers won't let him in. Um, We're not sure why. And it's the line from this, uh, yeah, from this bouncer. Yeah, he's a, he's a big lad. <laughs> Obviously, this has to be played. Yeah, he says... Sorry, no entry. What's the problem? I just want to have a drink. Sorry, you little bollocks. I said no entry. Sorry, you little bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting it. It's a, it's, it's an Irish insult <laughs> that, that people do call you you, you little bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this little bollocks? <laughs> you wouldn't hear Seagal or Van Damme get yeah. called that, would you? No, it's. Uh, I think it's a particularly Irish thing, and uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, sorry, you little bollocks, you're not getting in. <laughs> that was probably my highlight. If you do the favourite line of the film, that's it. And <laughs> yeah. it's said so quickly that you really do have to listen. Yeah. And, uh, I rewound it and listened again and enjoyed it again. <laughs> yeah, and um, he, he walks away. and yeah, then, he, he says, okay, then. Yeah, then remembers that he can actually do karate and, and turns and attacks them. And the bouncers just cower like, it, and it, scream. It's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like the um, Holy Grail. Yeah, guards on the door of the castle where he just turns around and runs at them and they just look at him and think, oh, oh well, hang on. Yeah, and then he's just beating them up straight away. Yeah, he is. And uh, yeah, they scream and, and cower away from him. Yeah, you little bollocks. <laughs> little bollocks. <laughs> uh, as we go into the into the pub, Ken, did, did you notice who was standing around the pool table? Is it Sticks from Out for Justice? <laughs> the, uh, the Asian man who can do... No, no? Okay, no then. It was the Secret Society of Monks. There's bloody people in monks' robes in the fucking pub. What? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't know. They're just sitting in the pub having a beer. <laughs> who are you, people? <laughs> Question is, who are you? Yeah. yeah. What do you want to drink? Question is, what do you want to drink? <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Shut up, monks. Yeah, and this is where we get the best bar fight scene, this side of Steven Seagal. Yeah, out, this side of Out for Justice. I mentioned <laughs> it there. This really brought that back. Yes, and I think I think he, he's pretty much made notes on all of the bar fight scenes from Van Damme and Seagal and tried to fit a lot of it into into this. It starts because one of the bartenders, one of the waiters, spills a, a pint. He, he walks into the pub, and as soon as he walks in, somebody barges past him, yeah. and then they look at each other for a second. He sits down and just shouts, beer! Yeah. Which, you know, 
It's not very nice. No. <laughs> it's not at, this, very... at this point, we don't know like who, who, who runs the pub or anything, but it's just a pub. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, very, very unusual. I like how the pub is sort of like this really quiet pub in the middle of a what looks like a quite a nice little area, and they've got two bouncers on the door in the middle of the day. Just in case any little bollocks turn up. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want it in, in there. <laughs> yeah, so they have a, he spills the pint anyway, this bar, this barman. And, uh, and you know it's going to happen. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to happen. It's, I mean, it is very, very clumsy of him because uh, there's nothing else happening. They just all watch him take the drinks off a, off a tray. Yeah. And he just knocks a drink over. Yeah. And uh, he gets thrown to the ground. And then obviously, because Jimmy's very tense, he uh, he decides, I'm going to fight everyone in this bar now because this has happened. Yeah. He, he, he steps up because he, he, he knows what it's like to be bullied. Yeah, including probably the, the, the guy himself who got thrown to the ground. I think he... Uh, uh, yeah, he stamps on his neck. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets he gets thrown about a bit, Jimmy, and uh, he ends up on the on the pool table, and he uses the pool balls to you know stuff like you see in Seagal and things like that. Yeah, it's 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 terrible. It's a terrible yeah. fight scene, but uh, he just basically beats everybody up in the pub. And then another great line from the bartender this time: he pulls a shotgun on him. Because <laughs> yeah, you can have them in Ireland if and... you run an Ireland pub, <laughs> you're allowed shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how it is. And he says to to Jimmy, he says. Get the hell out of here, you little tully arse bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think it's an Irish thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jimmy disarms him instantly and smashes him in the face with the butt of the of the shotgun, and uh, he falls sort of installments um, yeah. against the cooler. Really, he doesn't want to damage the actual drinks that they've probably not paid for. So yeah, and it, uh, Jimmy says, "Fuck you and your gun, you prick!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> throws the gun at him. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been good if he'd caught that gun and he just shot Jimmy in the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or he threw it, hit the ground, and it discharged and yeah, blew just, the fucking bartender's head off. killed a monk. Where are the police in this film? You ever see a policeman in this? They've, they've got monks instead. Oh, that's true. That's, that's how the town's run. Oh, by the way, tell your boss I think he has enough people working for him. I'd only be stepping on other people's toes. Uh, Biggles, he's uh, he's doing some dried flower arranging. Yeah, we, we cuts back now to to the boss. Yeah, and then he he looks down the camera again, and he says what we've all been thinking watching this film. Mm. He says the words, "What the fuck is this?" It's probably because he he doesn't know he's on film. He's just finally he's just <laughs> spotted the camera finally because somebody's got a camera on him. Dr- he's literally just asking what's going on. Do you reckon they're hiding the drugs in the dried flowers? It's just irrelevant. Isn't he's it? taking a lot of care over it. I think it's just to have him like so he's not just sat at, <laughs> yeah. at his desk again like he was last time. Yeah, and uh, the henchman says that it's, uh, Bennett turned down the offer. Well, what a little bollocks! <laughs> yeah. And uh, while he's getting patched up at his house, Bennett by Nicole, uh, he gets a visit from a monk <laughs> who knocks on his door and offers him a little scroll. <laughs> The same printed out A4 paper with a scroll. Literally nailed to a tree earlier. <laughs> yeah. And it's an invite to the MMA tournament. <laughs> he shows Nicole and then he looks around and says, oh, I just got it off this yeah. guy. Where did you get that from? <laughs> yeah. like, Hang on a minute. There's only one room in this house and we're both in it. <laughs> you surely saw the monk. But the monk's gone. And Jimmy cannot believe it. <laughs> yeah. He's got his arms in the air. He's looking. He look, I think he looks up at one point. I mean, I'm not sure why he thought the monk would still be stood there. <laughs> yeah. He's done what he came to do. Yeah. He's just walked off. Yeah, exactly. He's not, he's not mysteriously vanished. He's just gone. 
That's like anyone else at your house. <laughs> like the postman. I, yeah, I don't get stuff delivered, and then like a minute later I go and he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> he's left. <laughs> Job done. And you're there sort of with your hands like, in the air. What the? Um, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> what the fuck is this? We cut to Mikey from the rock band Boyzone. Um, he's cutting up some stupid cocaine on a desk. Yeah. And he's using a supermarket club card. Probably Londis. Yeah. <laughs> Loyalty card for yeah. Londis. And he's lambasting one of the blokes who got his ass kicked in the pub. Um, he also lights a cigarette and stubs out immediately during that scene. No, he's good at doing that, though. You've already established that earlier on with the stubbing of a cigarette. Yeah. I said so much he was that good that we looked at it for a bit. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of the scene. There's a, there's a, like, this film is stretched out quite... It it feels like it's about four hours long to be honest. This film, and it's because there's a lot of this like, let's all turn up to a location to have a conversation for thirty seconds and then leave, and then we'll just keep doing that. And in the meantime, we'll throw in some training montages, which is what happens right now, where we see Jimmy doing hitting the punch bag until Gandalf turns up and tells him he's gonna he wants him to meet in the forest for some super secret monk training. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what it is he says, but he says that's the same thing your father said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which gives me the line that I've I always liked. What do you know about me, father? <laughs> <laughs> just shouts it at him, and uh, he just turns around and walks off. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even answer him; just leaves. Meet me tomorrow by the Seven Oaks. Why? Because I'm going to work with you. <laughs> Why would I want to work with you, old man? Your father said that the first time I met him. What do you know about my father? Meet me tomorrow at midday. He does meet him in the forest the next day, and uh... which is weird because he's in the middle of training. Why does he just carry on? Why does he just speak to him there? Yeah, why is there's he... only two of them there anyway. If it's a secret, then that's perfect. Why does he need this little bollocks? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is what is going on? What is going on? Who is this monk? But then again, he knows who he is. Yeah. Who are you? Is the yeah. real question. <laughs> yeah. He sees the monk in a sort of trance-like state and he can't wake him. So he sort of walks around the forest for a bit and the monk appears behind him and says, expect the unexpected. <laughs> That's the first lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, and then it's just rubbish, isn't it? Well, he says that Jimmy will have to wait until tomorrow for the second lesson. So he's turned up <laughs> to be told to expect the unexpected. <laughs> Well, I suppose that was unexpected, yeah. wasn't it? The fact that he's not going to get taught a damn thing. Yeah, and he says, he's not even—he's not even dressed like he's going to get trained, though, is he? No. He's got his high jeans on and he's a big billowing shirt. Yeah, he's not got his—he's not got his outfit on. He says, "Wait until tomorrow for the second lesson." Luckily, he doesn't have to wait that long because as soon as he, he finishes that uh, line, it cuts straight to a full moon like uh, stock footage. So we just cut the whole day out, and then it starts again the next day. And uh, Gandalf wakes him up by throwing some uh, some water over him from a little pan. Yeah, I've seen it all before. Seen that. That's how Van Damme gets woken up, isn't it, on occasion by the trainer? And then he starts playing the bagpipes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? Uh, and as we get a montage of training interspersed with some more dates with Nicole, there's there's horseback riding, there's picnics. We can just go back to the bagpipes. Yeah, because <laughs> that's true. He does. Yeah, I'm just. I think I've got it here. I've forgotten it. It's not much training, really, is it? If you think about it. 
but uh, J- Jimmy's like running around in his pants. He's doing some pull-ups on a tree. I can now watch him. Oh, he's, he's kicking some bits of wood whilst he's doing press-ups, which is ridiculous. Yeah, with the with the knowledge of knowing that this uh, this is an audition tape for Hong Kong producers, you can see why this this training montage lasts forever. <laughs> the monk, the monk, showing him how to properly like put his hands in the air. <laughs> like yeah. he just, he just shook his head. Just shook his head. He's not doing it right. Now he's putting his arms out and pretending to be a bird in flight. They do. Uh, they do a lot. They do the stick training from kickboxer in this, don't they? Yeah. That's enough of that. Anyway, I'll, I'll turn that off. It's just a noise. Um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He just hits him with a stick again and again. And he has to try and block it. And you think, just are we going to have sticks in this this tournament? You get you get a bit of horsing, uh, as as Dom said. There is like a, it's intercut with another date with Nicole, the uh, the Irish beauty. Uh, they're on a horse each. They're just riding on a horse. Just that's what happens, isn't it? Well, Jimmy's on a horse. She has to walk. You're not paying for bloody two horses. There are, there are two horses. They've got one each. Oh, have they? Yeah, I've got one each. My lovely horse. A date that seems to be about eight or nine dates because they're dressed differently in every scene. Yeah, which uh, is weird. As a montage of like about a month, months worth of dates. Uh, yeah, so so they they have a date. They're on horses. Uh, they're in a castle ruins. They she blows a flower at him. Um, he's looking for her, can't find her. She pokes her head out of the out of the window in the castle, and he. Kicks her in the face immediately. <laughs> just it's just instinct. You shouldn't be sneaking up on Jimmy. No, he's still doing his kicks, which um, look pretty good. But obviously the monk's just shaking his head, not happy with it. Yeah, <laughs> this monk. He's like to see him do some of these kicks. We <laughs> <laughs> see one of our special kicks. Definitely <laughs> Dave Lee. <laughs> Dave Lee is the monk. <laughs> yeah, he's just, the monk shaking his head like you know, like he's actually a martial arts master and not just some old bloke with a beard. Yeah, it doesn't match his hair. Yeah, <laughs> grey beard and brown hair. Um, Mike, Mikey finds out about this that he's training because he, those two little gobshites, those two little silly bollocks from. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they're watching him, aren't <laughs> watching, they? In the woods. <laughs> yeah, the fucking army rolling in. <laughs> <laughs> Commando crawling Commando through, crawl, through, through, yeah. through some Irish woods, <laughs> yeah, and just watching them. Oh, we better get back and tell Mikey. Yeah, they do tell Mikey, and he tells them that he wants both of those those people dead. He, he wants Jimmy dead. He wants the monk dead. <laughs> but not Nicole, because I think me and her, I think that she fancies me. Yeah, yeah, I think she really wants. <laughs> totally, to... totally oblivious to the fact that they've been dating for months. And they go on another date, and this is a picnic this time. It's a beautiful, beautiful picnic. Scene. Yeah, what a spread they've got on. I've written down what they had on the on the picnic. Ken. Would yeah. you like to hear it? <laughs> yeah, go on. I think I can remember this. They've got they've got one apple. Yeah. They've got two strawberries. Mm, nice. They've got two bananas. They have, yeah. They've got seven oranges. I am, I'm looking at them now, actually. Seven oranges. Yeah. They've got two coffee mugs. They're tipped over on their on their sides. Yeah, they're, they're not even stood upright. And that's for the tipped over bottle of wine. Yeah, so <laughs> they're gonna be drinking wine out of coffee mugs and eating seven oranges between them. Yeah, it's a, a picnic. Yeah, yeah. She's she's got leather trousers on at this point. She has for most of the film. Yeah, I think. He, he's still got his jeans up really high. 
um, black jeans with a uh, stonewashed denim top, which yeah. is obviously tucked in but billowing out to show his physique. Yeah. It's a, it's a lovely picnic. Yeah. There's not really time to eat much. I mean, thankfully, we end after he eats that strawberry because he hears the, the faint sound of dirt bikes. <laughs> you know what that means? Yeah. Yeah. Attack. Yeah. I mean, how the <laughs> Everybody hell... Everybody knows that, right? <laughs> how the hell would he know that these people are coming for him? He has no inclination that these people are here to do him harm. As, as soon as you hear some sort of motorbike, you know someone's coming to attack you and potentially kill you. Yeah. And it looks like they're played by like young teenagers on dirt bikes. These It's not yeah. like adult men. These are obviously teenagers. And even more luckily is that the, the secret monk training him has, has, has taught him the, the perfect way to attack children on, on uh, bikes is to just drop kick them in the face. It works though, doesn't it? It does, yeah. yeah he flies yeah. off his bike or exactly. he's snapped his neck. Yeah. Yeah. He could just have been an innocent kid. A bit of dirt biking. Yeah. yeah he's just been kicked off his bike. By yeah. some twat in some high-waisted <laughs> By fucking... some absolute lunatic. Some silly bollocks. <laughs> some little bollocks <laughs> in the woods. Is that like the Irish version of Sasquatch? What, the silly bollocks? <laughs> or little bollocks? Little bollocks. Big, big foot, little bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, the... that's how the full phrase goes. That's the tagline for the film. <laughs> oh, be Jesus... He's been seen again. What the fuck is this? Yeah, so we have, we have just, just some fights, don't we? So he, he basically beats people up on bikes, uh, yeah. nicks one of their bikes. Disregards the safety, but even actually contemplates putting the helmet on, looks yeah, at it and just, 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 just throws it at the kid's head and he's on the ground. And then he, he goes to warn Nicole. And that's that's when you have like a pan shot of where they're having the picnic, which is right on the roadside, <laughs> which made me laugh out loud <laughs> to see that their romantic picnic is actually just on a main road. As soon as someone comes driving past and the, the dust just billows up into their face. It really did make me laugh. <laughs> it's just, it's the shittest place for a picnic. They've just been at a castle, for God's sake. They've been, they've been in fields. They've been riding horses and everything. There's, there's landscape available for this. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where they're having the picnic, right, by the road. Yeah, in between all the empty sandwich wrappers and fucking <laughs> bottle, empty bottles that have been thrown out at them. Yeah, it's just funny. It just really did make me laugh that that's the perfect place. Yeah, he, he picks Nicole up and we get a chase scene. Um, there's a guy who flies off his bike in slow motion over a hedge. Uh, he drops Nicole off, actually, not long afterwards and says, you know, he doesn't, I don't even know what he says, but she doesn't do anything. I think he just says, just stand perfectly still here until somebody comes to kidnap you. Yeah, because yeah, she does get kidnapped. And... Yeah. <laughs> this, during the, the, the chase, um, you've got people standing up on motorbikes. You've got... He does that, doesn't he? He likes yeah, that. Yeah, it's just like you've got people leaning out of an old, old Mercedes, uh, shooting at him whilst he rides directly at them. Then he stands up on his bike, both hands off the bike. Yeah, and like, uh, it's like he's surfing. Yeah, and firing his gun, which is a crack shot with. Yeah, just anything that moves. It's, it's incredible, <laughs> really. I mean, again, I know Van Damme did it, didn't he, in Hard Target? Which yeah. is this film, isn't it? He, he loves Hard Target. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's just stood up on his bike, on his seat. Then Nicole is just standing still, didn't do much he was told, and just gets kidnapped. Yeah, instantly kidnapped. She hops on the back and they drive off for ages. That keeps the shot for about yeah, it's 15 too long. seconds. It's too long, yeah. 
There's one guy who's just on the wrong side of the road. And there's a car coming. Yeah. Um, and he. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah it, they eventually move over. Sorry, you little bollocks. Yeah, we see we we go to Mikey's trailer next. Mikey from the Rock Group Boys Zone. Yeah, it's a lovely place. It's no wonder. This is the first time I realised that this is where Mikey lives because. Uh, it's no wonder Nicole didn't want to live with him. The, the fucking stay at the place. They've got the socks just hanging up around the place. You can see an air freshener. There's fucking dirty laundry. He's got a bath outside with yeah. a with a fire underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, all the fucking clampets. It's still a depreciation of heat, isn't it, from the bath? That's why. Mikey delivers one of the best lines of the film where he says, You made me look bad, and that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's he, true he's Mikey. nailed that though, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. He knows what he's on about. And he's angry that Nicole went with Bennett. Yeah, I said like it's the first time he's been aware of it, even yeah. though people have surely have been reporting that. They're not making it a secret. But... He, he says that you know, he says I'm I'm Mikey. I can have any woman <laughs> I want. Yeah. yeah. Not not from this film he couldn't. Yeah, it's probably true as long as Ronan said it was okay. Say, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, as long as he got passed around first. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't get the first dibs, does he? He would no way. Who's who's that you reckon? Ronan? Yeah. Then Shane. Probably. Then Keith. Keith. And then Stephen. <laughs> even even he goes before yeah. Mikey. Yeah. Um Nicole thinks Bennett is coming for her, which she couldn't be further from the fucking truth. He's not even noticed she's gone, has no. he? He's just... she, he's not coming for her for another forty five minutes of this film. Because <laughs> <laughs> he goes and he, he saves he's, fucking... I think he's gone to the shop, hasn't he? He's gonna get some more eggs. <laughs> yeah, he's dropped a bloody <laughs> egg while he's on his Remember he's got those eggs that are, he needs to replace. Yeah, he's he's saved Gandalf. Because uh, he's being just like escorted away by children, I, I thought he was some sort of master, but he's easily captured by young children. He was escorting him out of the woods, and he ends up saving him. He has time for another vision about his dad. Uh, he shows <laughs> he shows Gandalf a note. <laughs> Can you remember the note? On it, it said "loose or else." <laughs> he shows it him, and he hands it to him, and he opens it for one. First of all, it's upside down, but they thought, you know what, we'll keep that that take in when he opens it upside down. He turns it around and it says, loose or else. I think you've just got to accept that they spelt wrong. And he it, basically, it's what they're saying is that Jimmy needs to lose the turn, the tournament or uh, Nicole is, is dead. Which again, is the tournament doesn't mean anything. We're not sure what the hell is going on with this tournament. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the monk says, you must win this tournament. Which is, says, totally contradicts the note he's just read. Yeah, and uh, Jimmy says, I can't, they have Nicole. And he, uh, he says, if you win the tournament, you'll break their power. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Because yeah, they were all wizards. And he says, but what about Nicole? And he, he says, don't worry, we'll get her back. He says, who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what am I going to do? Well, what am I going to do? You must win the tournament. I can't. They have Nicola. If you win the tournament, you'll break their power. But what about Nicola? Don't worry, we'll get her back. I just, I just don't know how winning an underground MMA tournament will break their no, power. That's openly advertised by monks. Yeah, the, the drug smuggling network of these criminals will crumble because they've lost an MMA tournament in Trim. <laughs> <laughs> You know nothing of police procedure. <laughs> you know nothing of the trim. 
Now, there's a horrible song coming up now as he reminis- He walks through the woods and reminisces about about Nicole. These are just scenes that we've already seen them on. It is. It's, yeah, yeah, it's stuff we've just watched five minutes ago. Yeah. What's the touch of her hand? She can move in the mountain. Um, <laughs> whilst we're listening to that as well, he's got sticks on fire now. And he's swinging them around. It's a nighttime training. In slow-mo. It's like nighttime training montage now. Where that song's over the top of him just basically avoiding being hit with fire. Yeah. The monk's swinging around aimlessly. She can see to the soul of a stone-cold man. She can heal the heart that's been broken in two. If she wants, she can break all the rules. With a touch of her hand, <laughs> she could move any mountain. As <laughs> Ronan there, uh, providing us with some songs. She can see to the soul of a stone cold man. <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> this feeling inside. She's body and soul. She's the fire and the rain. It's, it's like a South Park song, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a piss take song, but they've done it for real. Yeah, and I know he's a JCVD fan, but, you know, so, you know, it was probably more than likely this was, it was inevitable, but I honestly didn't think we were going to get a sex scene in this film, but we fucking do. Of course we do. Yeah. I'm not even sure if this is him remembering a sex scene or if it's him envisioning it. He's walking, she's in the middle of being kidnapped and for all he knows, tortured and killed. He's wandering through the woods with his eyes closed, reminiscing about a sex scene. About some sex. Yeah. Quite right too. You made me look bad. And that's not good. I think mean, we get another montage again now. We get we get Seagull. I think you can only yeah. assume it's Seagull getting the, off a plane. Yeah, the airplane arrives. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, our first look at the tournament favourite, Seagull. He's a big fella. So how's it going, Seagull? How's Hong Kong? When he gets in the car, it's fucking... Yeah, he's just like, yeah, all right. It might have a few words, Seagull. We get we get more montage um, of him training again. He's doing he's, he's on a beach that looks freezing, uh, cold. In the background, there's like some sort of huge cargo ship coming into port. Um, it just I, looks terrible again. I put JCV didn't train this much in Bloodsport, and he had to fight fucking Bolo Young. This yeah, guy's fighting, he was fighting some, everybody. Some fucking tall prick who can't hardly walk called Seagull. Yeah, and and the rest of whoever's there at this tournament. Yeah, I've got the names of them. I was looking yeah, at the so brackets. We're, so we're not sure yet, are we? The super secret underground tournament, ladies and gentlemen, that has old women, predominantly old women, in the crowd, sitting on hay bales like it's fucking bonfire night. Yeah, all sat around close as well, aren't yeah. they? Sat as close as we are to each other here. Um, just just all cheering non-stop throughout everything, throughout everything and nothing. They're just like, yeah. It's just all old people having a good time. Like, if you look at Bloodsport, you know, it's full of people placing bets and shouting. Yeah, rich businessmen and, you know, that kind of thing. There is shouting in this, but it's like a same sound loop in for 15 minutes of just the same noise. It's fucking... 
fucking terrible. Yeah, we, we, that's that's the 50, 50 minute mark now we're on, and finally this ridiculous tournament that is irrelevant really, but also integral <laughs> to everything <laughs> that happens in this place. Now we get the sort of Irish version of Donald Pleasance as a monk now, who explains the rules, and that is that there are no rules. Yeah, don't take long. No, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Warriors, welcome. Each decade we celebrate May with the Feast of Yalkanach. This has been handed down through centuries. It is in this tradition that we are gathered here. In keeping with the ancient ways, there are no rules. Let the Bjalkanach tournament begin! We see an American fighting first. And he's got. I'll tell you what. <laughs> he's come over from America for this. <laughs> that monk must have travelled to his door, <laughs> dropped off that scroll, yeah. and, uh, and just vanished. Um, it turns out that the I've, I've got the names. I, I had a look at the the brackets while mm. people's back was turned. It turns out the American is called Bulk Backbreaker. <laughs> it's a great name. Is it one of Red Brown character names? That? <laughs> there's also there's like a we, I don't know if you remember this one. There's like a weedy looking kid who's very very thin with black hair and a massive nose. Mm-hmm. Um, he wins in the next round with some high kicks. His name was. Happy high kicks. <laughs> Is these real? Yes, I saw them on the on the board there. Happy high kicks, and uh, yet Bennett and a guy called O'Shea Bennett. He actually struggles like happy high kicks. Who's this twelve-year-old child? Goes through after two kicks. Ben, uh, Bennett is struggling against O'Shea, John O'Shea. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> From ex Manchester United <laughs> centre back John O'Shea. An island international, of course. Yeah, struggles. Uh, but anyway, it does come through with uh, some special kicks. <laughs> he has got some special kicks, yeah. Seagull, he turns up. Um, he's just fighting in a suit. Yeah, he's got his sunglasses on as well, Seagull. <laughs> yeah. He fights with his uh, sunglasses and on. And he just backhands people. He doesn't even walk. He just grabs them and backhands them until they're dead. What do you think to that? It's a, it's a good style. There's a girl in the tournament as well. She's uh, She wins quite easily. Do you know what her name was? Um, sexy, close roundhouse. Close, clean, clean the round the house. No, 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 don't know. No. Her name was Pussy Fonling. <laughs> I'm not sure this is all true. This is true. I had the pro- I got the program. I bought one. <laughs> I've just seen you in the background. Actually, I'm just watching some slow mos. Yeah. yeah, you see the talk, the brackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were um, it's because you're disguised as a monk. Yeah, I didn't see you. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, closer inspection, you are that one, one of those at the monks. Uh, one at the pub. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, bulk backbreaker. His next, his next op- opponent. Um, he actually he's got a great leg sweep on him. This kid, he proper, proper takes him out. Uh, it's not enough though. He ends up getting absolutely smashed to pieces. <laughs> it's like a lot of young kids here that are just getting beaten up by these older looking like blokes. Yeah, probably just in in it for the fun, aren't they? You know been thrown into a film why not and as this is happening you see uh nicole she's uh watching some some of her captors playing poker that's enthralling in the ca- in the caravan <laughs> and she says jimmy's coming for me and uh he slaps her because she says, don't be so stupid he's in the tournament he hasn't even once thought about coming yeah he's been trained hasn't he thing yeah. is though you see thing is if he wins this tournament she's dead winning this tournament is everything yeah. i mean yeah although he, he's specifically being told if you win this tournament, she's dead. But he's still going to try and win it anyway, because that's Jimmy. 
the, the secret that um, Gandalf's been keeping from Jimmy, like he wants to know how he knows his dad. Gandalf says that Jimmy's dad was his first trainee and that he was a monk. <laughs> that's what he says. <laughs> um, and that's the big reveal. It's, it's weird, though, because we've never seen him as a monk, have we? No. No. He's never had any sort of monk tendencies in the scenes that we've witnessed. Tell me about my father. What do you want to know? How did you know him? He was my first student. How? He was one of us for a short while. A monk? Yes. So what am I going to do tomorrow? You must win. How can I with those two watching me? We'll deal with those two. Your father's spirit will be with you. Butch Backbreaker breaks the arm of someone in the next round. And also, I'm pretty sure there's at least two or three people that get killed, so... What what happens then? Is that just fine? Because this there's is no a... rules. I don't know how the monks cover that with the, the authorities. I was going to say, how, how frequent is this tournament? You're just killing dead people every fucking year. <laughs> Must be a yearly. <laughs> yeah, Seagull doesn't even take his fucking jacket off for the next one. No, I I just like the uh, you you know like in the Van Damme you get some extra special stuff and you get to see it about four times from a different angle. Mm. This you get to see Bennett's kicks. Yeah. Four times from the same angle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one after the other. <laughs> Before the bloke's even like fallen over from the first time it's happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he gets kicked it just in the stomach. Yeah. You, you get like four of those. He gets kicked back kicked to the stomach. Yeah. It's not an overly difficult kick. I mean, it's an effective kick if done correctly, of course. Yeah. But he just gets back kicked in the stomach four times rapid fire. Yeah. Yeah, which is just weird. It's, it's, it's unusual the, the kicks that they've decided to emphasise. Yeah, and a happy high kick. So I think he gets killed in this round because I think Butch Backbreaker just fucking caves his head in with like a chair leg or something or like a fucking wooden stump. <laughs> There's no rules. I, I'd go in with a gun. <laughs> yeah, just take yeah, it. Yeah, as soon, as soon as that bell goes or whatever it is that they say, I would have just shot the other guy, especially if I'm against Seagull. I'd take in a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> Out of a harpoon. They <laughs> never expect that. We see Bennett, he goes through a few people. Again, he struggles through every single he round. Does, yeah, yeah. I think that's just to show the tenacity of Bennett uh, rather than just winning. Yeah. But again, in, like, even in blood sports, it, um, Van Damme just won real quick, didn't he? Yeah. But on this one, Bennett is just sort of like leaping around like an idiot. Pussy fondling, she gets knocked out. <laughs> I'm almost certain that's not her real name, you know. I know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> And then we Se- get- Seagull turns up again. He keeps his shades on for this fight. That was it. I knew he. I knew he had his sunglasses on for a fight. We got a clash of the big boys. It's Butch yeah. Backbreaker against Seagull. That That's goes on a quite long, a bit too long. Too to be too long, really. Yeah. Ends up with Seagull winning with a big spinning elbow to the face, knocking him out. Final match. Bennett and Seagull. Finally, after it seems like I've watched a WWE pay per view at this point. Yeah, it's about four hours into it now. We're <laughs> yeah. just coming up for the last one. Yeah, for the final match is Jimmy Bennett versus Seagull, <laughs> which is what you'd want to see on the marquee of all major fights. Yeah, little bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Little Bollocks Bennett <laughs> versus Seagull. Seagull. The Seagull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on! 
Siegel punches him so hard, it actually makes him remember what Biggles, that Biggles <laughs> is the one who killed his dad. <laughs> yeah, that's the fatal deviation. Yeah, which is unfortunate because that spurs him on to deliver the fatal deviation and Gandalf also chants the words fatal deviation. <laughs> <laughs> like Nutsu Kao. <laughs> <laughs> Biggles Boys, they, they watch all this unfold. So Jimmy Biggle, Biggles Boys was the spin-off, of course, where they <laughs> yeah. had it was a, a sitcom on Irish TV. <laughs> they run off when they see that Jimmy's wanted to, t- to tell the boss. He runs after them, attacks them from a great height. Yeah, yeah. Now we're back in the castle now, aren't we? Which it turns out was the monastery Yeah, all this is supposed to have taken place in. And he jumps down from a, like it's a, a window. It's also like it appears to be during the day now as yes. well. <laughs> yeah. This is like, you'd assume it was at night, but no. 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 They're all off to the pub later. And yeah, he, he jumps down and takes them out as they're ringing the boss to, to tell him that... Um, Jimmy's wanting to kill Nicole, so he takes the phone off and says, "Oh no, everything's okay, boss." Everything's okay, boss. Four days later, he's finally going to go and save Nicole. And that leads us to one of the most unusual scenes of the film, which sounds amazing after what we've discussed. But <laughs> What the fuck is this? Yeah, so we cut to uh, a man walking out of the, the caravan. Uh, he's got a he's got a cowboy hat on, some sunglasses, and uh, some speedos, and that's about it. No, that that is, yeah. Not sure, not sure what the point of this is. And he walks down to the bath that I spoke about earlier that's outside with a fire underneath it and uh, strips down totally naked. Which is weird because he's got speedos on. You think that would be the point of him having those on. But uh, no, drops them. Drops them, gets in the bath. Little bollocks and all on show. Yeah, the bath water looks absolutely filthy yeah. as well. It looks <laughs> yeah. disgusting. He gets in, the water overflows. Yeah. Puts the fire out. Yeah, the fire, the <laughs> fire just smokes beyond belief. And uh, that is one of the producers of the film who also put money into the the making of it, <laughs> so he could be in that scene. So he could, so do he could that. get in the bath. And apparently, legitimately burned his ass uh, on the bottom of the bath. Well, yeah, because it's like it looks like a metal bath. He's <laughs> yeah. got a fire right underneath it. Yeah. What, was, what was he expecting? More money than sense. And not a lot of money by the look of it. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's credited in the uh, cast on IMDb as Man in Bath. I'm guessing it's him. I can't remember any other Men in Baths, but no. uh, yeah, Justin Harmon. Yeah, he put money towards the making of the film, as did the the main bad guy, which is why they are in it. Uh, meanwhile, Jimmy turns up in a little red car. Firing at random people on the hills. Yeah, there's people on the hills where, with like air rifles, really cheap air rifles, and that. Yeah. Just look, on the lookout. Starts shooting them. Starts taking them out. <laughs> it's quite funny. It's quite funny actually. Some of some of the people there. I say air rifles. They've got like shotguns, which they are firing indiscriminately. Yeah. One of the, one of them's aiming, I suppose. The other one's just shooting it from the hip, uh, like Thornton Reed. In uh, dark place, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just seems to be aiming at nothing, just shooting pump action shotguns at nothing. And the actual the car flips at this point. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I've read up on this as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, I spotted this. Yeah, which apparently was not supposed to happen and uh, got flipped by mistake, which they, they ended up leaving in because it just totaled the car. So It looks good, but yeah, as you said, it, it also looks like it could have been a fatal deviation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Jimmy as well was driving that, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, he's a stuntman. Yeah, he killed himself. Yeah, he's a stuntman and he accidentally flipped his car. And again, at the end credits, you get to see the mistakes and everything. He doesn't seem to have a, like a cage, roll cage, or anything no, inside. Like that, it's no. just a car with nothing in it, and except him, <laughs> yeah, and, and almost death. Yeah, gets out of the car, starts shooting more people, and then he comes up with the quip of, "There goes my driver's license." Hmm. I mean, I don't even know if he had one. No, he's been at the reform school for ten years. I don't know when he got that. He, he sees a fat guy on the top of the hill, throws him down it. Says, "Enjoy the slide." Yeah, <laughs> enjoy the slide. On IMDb is actually one of the taglines. Really? It says it says it is. I mean, we've what, got. What's the tagline on the front of the? the... the, the well, it says showing all two taglines. One of them, enjoy the slide, which yeah. would have no relevance at all <laughs> in the film except for this bit, and even that's pretty rubbish. Yeah. And the the, the other one is a, a classic good versus evil action flick. Mixed with kicks, guns, motorcycles, and a hot babe. Yeah. <laughs> Which is too long for a tagline. Yeah. But the other one doesn't make sense enough to be the tagline. Yeah, I mean, that one doesn't make that much sense. Well, the title doesn't make any sense. <laughs> somebody, I, I posted, I was watching this on Twitter, and somebody just said, it sounds like they've like it's a crash landing of a, a plane or something. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I thought that would have made more sense. Yeah. Fatal deviation, you've gone off the plan. But I don't know, I mean, nobody it doesn't seem to be a plan. I'm gonna Google what a fucking fatal deviation is. Nothing. Ah, got it. Fatal Deviation is a low budget cult film produced and set in trim in Ireland. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> no other ref- reference to it. There goes the driver's license. After after he's uh, flipped the car, by the way, uh, it does explode. That looks shit as well, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but at least it's just a car blowing up, and it's not like I don't know. It's just, it's not Hollywood where it's a massive, ridiculous explosion. I think they've just blown up a car. <laughs> there's a there's a it, the, it does alert man in bath, of course. Yeah, who <laughs> runs off with his ass? Yeah, who jumps out of the bath with his burnt ass and just runs off, showing us it. We see uh, the main, the, one of the main henchmen, the one with hardly any teeth that you see through most of the film. Is he the one that just gets bollocked all the time? The one that was told he shouldn't be smoking? The one that got told, you idiot, we have yeah. to win this tournament? The one who's basically spoken. Yeah. yeah. He turns up and he's got um, Nicole uh, at gunpoint. He's got a Metallica T-shirt. Yeah, he's got a Metallica T-shirt. I quite like that. He tells Jimmy to put his, uh, put his gun on the floor, which he does. Nicole ends up uh, stamping on his toe, elbowing him in the face, which allows Jimmy to hit the deck, grab his own gun and shoot him and yeah, kill him. Because that toe thing hurts more than anything else. Yeah. There's a, there's a bit, actually, in, in the gunfight where Jimmy shoots a man three times from point blank and then jumps up and spin kicks him to the ground, as a, yeah. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in case he survived those shots. And it was the spin kick that finished him off, which, uh, again, I liked. Yeah. But pointless. Mikey from the Rock Group Boy Zone turns up now. Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah, because this, uh, this is it, main boss time. He hits Nicole. I thought he was the nice one. Yeah, well, well obviously not. 
And obviously that warrants Jimmy to kill him instantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, uh, he has a bit of a punch-up, obviously. He gives him a couple of digs in the old face. Yeah. And then it's just the old uh, classic neck snap, isn't it? Neck yeah. snap. Yeah, just snap, snaps his neck like a twig. Yeah, I'd like to have seen him do that to Shane. Yeah. I mean, Shane had tattoos, so he was hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he like, shaved that little bit into his eyebrow. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, he ain't messing with him. I like, I like the fact he's picked on Mikey. Yeah. yeah. The nice guy. Let her go. Sorry? You heard me. It's me you want. Oh, you heard it. Now hear this. And then we move on to the third ending of the film. Yeah, <laughs> there's another one now, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's Mikey. He's dead anyway. That's him gone. Um, she's fine, by the way. Yeah. Nicole, she's fine. She's like, oh, thank goodness you finally turned up. It's been bloody ages. I mean, you, you go through a bloodbath like that, there must be, there's got to be 50 people dead there. Uh, what's the first thing you want to do? Well, you can get back to the roadside picnic that you were having. You absolutely do, yeah. <laughs> He leans in for a little kiss, a little smooch with Nicole, and as uh, she flinches away, and that's because Biggles, who can forget Biggles, he's turned up, he's in full hunting gear, by the look of it, with his fucking peak cap, and he's got his shotgun, and he's uh, he's got it pointed straight at uh, our hero, Jimmy, and he gives us now, these two together give us the two best lines of yeah, it's, repartee it's, it's, it's quality. dialogue. I mean, they sizzled from the outset, didn't they, when they were face-to-face earlier, but... Yeah. Uh, this really puts the cherry yeah. on top of the, the icing, which is this massive Irish kung fu cake. <laughs> Very well described. It's <laughs> beautiful. Uh, Biggles says to, to Jimmy, you killed my son. No, that's Northern Irish, isn't it? Uh, would you like to, to read the line? Do you want me to be him and you to be Jimmy? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So in, in, in he comes, gun, gun to head. You killed my son. Now I'm going to kill you. Just like I killed your father. <laughs> it's pretty threatening uh, and also explains that too much. Yes. Because we know that. Surely Jimmy knows that by now because he got hit in the head, didn't he? So he remembered it all. Yeah, and surely. I mean, the shotgun is resting on this it's guy's head. actually on his head. It's touching his skin. There's no way out of this. No, I mean, pretty much. His dialogue is pointless because he's dead instantly. But he somehow disarms him in one swift movement. <laughs> And knocks him to the ground again, just the butt of the shotgun straight in this 80-year-old man's yeah, face. Yeah, he falls to the ground because he's old. Yeah. And he says, You killed me father. Now I'm going to kill you, just like you killed your son. Was that Scottish? I think you went Scottish. You yeah. <laughs> but basically, what we're getting at is it's the exact same it's line. It's the same, same line, but back at him. Yeah. And then just shoots him point blank with a shotgun from a centimetre away from his own head, this yeah. old man. That would have just been an absolute nightmare to watch. <laughs> yeah. You killed my son. Now I am going to kill you, just as I killed your father. You killed my father. Now I'm going to kill you, just like I killed your son. He wouldn't have a head anymore. But, you know, it is a, it is a date. Um, the show must go on. <laughs> she, she's fine with it all, Nicole. She's like, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness you've just blown an old man's head off in front of me. And they get back to the roadside and, and go about their picnic like nothing ever happened. Yeah, finish them oranges off. Yeah, the end. 
that was Fatal Deviation. Uh, did you enjoy that film, Ken? Uh, I'm not sure I did. <laughs> no, I mean, I'd probably say no. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, and then, and then we get the the end credits where it's like accidents happening and uh, it's a Jackie Chan thing, but nowhere near as fun. Yeah, because the stunts weren't as good anyway. So no. it's just people falling down the hill, or like falling over a bit. Mm. Um, that bloke being thrown over a wall, nearly breaking <laughs> that was, his that own was, neck. That, that bit was quite funny, but it's just a man nearly dying. Yeah. Um, again, the car crash. That was just him nearly dying. Um, <laughs> and he just gets out. He's like, "I'm fucking fine," <laughs> which again gives me the he's the local nutcase, isn't it? Yeah. You just think, okay, just leave him alone. Yeah, it's um no, it's not an enjoyable film unless you are just going to sit and laugh at it like we did. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he never went on to Hong Kong, so I'm not sure if they're overly <laughs> pleased with the. <laughs> they probably thought this is too long. Yeah, <laughs> for nothing to be happening. Yeah, yeah, and we've already seen this film with Van Damme in it, and it was better. I'm honestly pretty pretty confident that we could make a better action film. <laughs> than this it sounds like you just laid a challenge out which means you're <laughs> gonna have to do it we're gonna have to get ourselves an action star from around here have we got a local nutter uh, i think so yeah i was in a pub and somebody said oh yeah here he is we're just careful of him so he's probably the bloke i don't know who he, looked, well, who he is though this should probably be part of the film pitch to be honest <laughs> <laughs> having said that let's move on to ken's film pitch <laughs> Okay then, Ken, what you got for me? Uh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good start with yeah, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of um, sticking close to the title and also being irrelevant to the plot, and it's going to be called Fatal Mediation. But then I thought that actually makes more sense than the deviation side of it because it could be that somebody gets involved in the middle of it, mm-hmm. you know, and therefore causes stuff to uh, escalate. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, fatal medication, but again, that makes sense. Uh, basically, it's the word fatal in the in the front, and you can have any word yeah. with Asian, fatal vacation. How about that one? Should we use that one? <laughs> yeah, that was a Chevy Chase film, wasn't yeah, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the darker side of the Griswolds, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. You you choose a word with Asian, not, not masturbation, obviously fatal masturbation, that's a... That's already a film, I think. Yeah, that was something to do with David Carradine, wasn't it? <laughs> You're choking, aren't you? <laughs> ah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, f- fatal, fatal Combination. Yes, I like that. Let's go with that. Okay. So who are the Fatal Combination? Um, well... I guess it's a it's an action duo. Yeah, teaming up. yeah I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm not going to go as, as low budget as this because this was... Pitiful, really, wasn't yeah. it? In the terms of budget and what they got, um, I think I think Jimmy's going to be in it, mm. but I think I'm going to have him as a very, very low, low side character. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like, what do you know about me, father? <laughs> yeah. That's going to be one of his lines. Yeah. Well, now he's trying to find out what the fuck happened to his mom because we didn't see anything of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it turns out that that was also Nicole's mom. Yeah, in a, oh, in, a, no. in a fatal deviation <laughs> yeah. of that relationship. His mum is Keith from from Boys Own, dressed like uh, Freddie Mercury and uh, want to break free. <laughs> 
is this? Anyway, yeah, so so it's called Fatal Combination. I'm gonna have um I don't know. I mean, who's who's an action star that we don't mention every week? Oh. Surely everyone we mentioned. I don't be. think I don't think we mentioned Scott Adkins that much. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I think we mentioned him so much he'll be looking for royalties off this. <laughs> <laughs> if we had any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon you you have to have some sort of like um, uh, fish out of water, forty eight hours kind of. You know the, those two teaming up. I'm thinking something like that. What a comedy guy! Yeah, a comedy guy and a, an actual actor, proper actor. So, Who, who's who's the action guy then? Nick Nolte. <laughs> Grizzled old Nick Nolte. <laughs> No, he's he's like the he's the bad guy. Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. He's, you were thinking like it, forty eight hours. Weren't exactly you? Like you it, yeah. thinking very close to that film. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna say, who's a good Bruce Willis? Get Bruce in. Bruce, he'll do any he'll old get, shit well, now. Actually, after he will, won't he? Yeah. Yeah. After that one you reviewed on the site. Yeah. Can be wild. Reviewed uh, Bruce oh, Willis's latest. Hard kill. Starring people he'd already been in films with the same year. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like signed up for three in one or something. Yeah, so we've got Bruce Willis. He's involved because he liked the review. Yeah. <laughs> Very complimentary on his scarf. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else. And his partner, Carl Weathers. Oh, I see what you're doing, yeah. Really? Yeah. As who? It's Carl Weathers. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they've got to be like, law enforcement. Yeah, Carl Weathers is a is a Carl ca- Weathers is a, is, he's a cop. Uh, yeah, he's Bruce a... Bruce Willis is what a private dick. Well, it's better than being a public dick. Yeah, yeah, and I should know. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Carl Weathers is a small town sheriff, and Bruce Willis is an FBI agent. He's come to the small oh, town. Man, he's going to try to take over the case, isn't he? That's yeah. what always happens. Yeah, you ain't got a jurisdiction here, Bruce. Yeah, is he called Bruce Willis in it? He's, he's called. Could we call him Bruno, in memory of his album, he's The called, Return of Bruno? He's called Walter Bruno. Okay, good enough. Yeah, I think Walter is his real name. Well, his character or his real name in real real life. In real real life, is Walter Bruno his real name? Walter Willis. And they are a fatal combination. Yes, because when them two get together, someone always ends up dead. Yes, well explained. Thank you. Can That's that be a tagline. the tagline as well? Yeah. Yes, yeah. overly explained <laughs> the, the, <laughs> name, the, of, the the name of the film. Yeah. What were the other taglines that we came up with? Uh, I didn't have one. Oh, I thought we saved some. Uh, no. No, <laughs> I'm going to use them as character names. <laughs> okay, then go. Who, what other characters you got for me? Well, you've got two little gobshites, which I don't think could be a tagline <laughs> for Bruce Willis and Carl Weathers. <laughs> I'm not sure they'd do it. <coughs> is Jimmy sure, one of them, is I'm he? I'm not sure they'd do the film, to be honest, <laughs> if that was the tagline for them two. <laughs> no. No. I think you're right. <laughs> I think, and it is, he's particularly Irish as well. Yeah. Are we, are we going to be in Ireland? I tell you he does a good Irish accent. Um, Richard Gear, <laughs> Carl Weathers is the sheriff of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. Yeah, I think that's how they You're do their police. You're a fucking top hat <laughs> instead of a sheriff. Green, green one. Yeah, yeah. Dressed all in green. He's like he is in Rocky Four, but it's all green. I think they're in they're in small town America, Little Island. Yeah, in, in yeah. the south, Little Dublin. Yes. Yeah. So two little gobshites is probably that could be. 
um, Jimmy from this. Ah, uh, I've already got him in. Oh, okay. I've already got him as a different character. Who's a gobshite? He's, he's, he's a named Rob character. Schneider. Oh, he is a good gobshite, isn't he? Yeah, get yeah. him in. Yeah, Schneider's one of them. Fucking gobshite. Rob uh, O. Schneider. Rob O. Schneider. Rob O. Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we'll put him in the credits as a little Irish uh, connection. Yeah. The female character. What about Salma Hayek? Oh, yes. Yes, please. I love Salma Hayek. I really do. Why? From what? From everything she's ever done. From the Except wild, that one wild where West. she's just got that one fucking eyebrow. Whatever that was. Fr- uh, Frida. Yeah, I've never seen that, but, you know, still would. Even if she's got one monobrow. Who's she married to? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Penelope Frida. Cruz. She's married to the guy from No Country for Old Men. Tommy Lee Jones. No. <laughs> Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Um, Penelope Cruz has no real discernible top lip. If you ever looked at that. I have not. You, you know when people like try and touch their nose with their tongue? She'd be able to. She'd be able to fucking touch her own forehead. Didn't Marilyn Manson have his removed so he could do that? Dick, what, his top lip? Yeah. <laughs> was that the rumour? I can't remember. <laughs> he had his own nose removed. <laughs> yes. so, so he could lick his own neck. So Salma Hayek is the, the femme fatale. Who, she, um, honestly, she she would fatale me every time she femmed. Can I be in this now? If Salma Hayek's in it, can I get a sex scene? Yeah, I've got... got Just a, as a flashback. I've got another role for you. It's I've got not, some names. It's not the young little bollocks, is it? No, you've, you've lived that too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's what, it's not an autobiography. You're playing street magician Dick Goblin. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, you're you're the uh, like the informant on the streets. I like it. I'm I'm there talking about the um the the drug. Oh, hang on a minute. How the hell do I get a sex scene with Sam Hayek? You don't. You get a sex scene with Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> you have got a choice. You know, Huggy Bear in Starsky and Hutch. Well, you're you're their Huggy Bear. I am. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Dick Goblin. I like it. Yeah. You're talking about the um. The new, the new top of drug on the street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's called marzipan. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm definitely in then. Do I at least get a scene with Salma Hayek? No. Do I get to look at her? That's up to her, I guess. Just look once? Do mm-hmm. I say hello? No, don't push it. <laughs> oh, man. You get so a, close. This is the story of my life. So close to her, but so far away. Who's the Who's the the main bad guy? Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant. Yeah, he's pushing Marzipan on on yeah, in the streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, he comes down because they they found out that it's that this is where it's all stemmed from. This little Dublin. So this is why Bruce Willis is down. And this is you know Carl Weathers isn't happy with him being being there stepping on toes and fingering evidence. <laughs> I'm Dick. <laughs> I'm Dick Goblin. You're, yeah, you know, you know all the suppliers, and you you help. You're like the um, Joe Pesci character from Lethal Weapon. I thought I was Huggy Bear. Yeah, but you're a magician, so you know you're you're more like Joe Pesci's character, I'd say. He wasn't a magician. <laughs> he was fucking annoying. He had blonde hair and a leather jacket. Oh yeah, I suppose that's all magicians, isn't it? Yeah. Can I? Am I? Have I got the same? You've got uh, a blonde jacket and leather hair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm building my character up nicely here. <laughs> I don't know how I'm keeping uh, 
Yeah, off the radar of the cops, if that's my get up. Incognito. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a million other guys in this town. Do you need to expand the cast or are we okay? I think we're all right for cast, we've yeah. just got no plot. <laughs> we have got plot. Marzipan. Marzipan has been shifting on the streets yeah. by Richard E. Grant. Yeah. And, and uh, Salma Hayek. And Salma Hayek. Dick Goblin's got the word yeah. word out that it's him. Um, what, what's uh, Richard E. Grant's character name? Who's Little Bollocks? Little Little Bollocks. He's, uh, what do you mean? Jimmy Bennett. He's the enforcer. Look out, here comes Little Bollocks. Yeah. You've been looking for me. I don't know what Richard E. Grant could be called. Big Bollocks. Big bollocks. Yeah, he's son. the dad of little bollocks. Right. So yeah. these, this one's Native American now. <laughs> Me big bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's what he's called. Uh, huge, huge bollocks then. Huge bollocks. Yeah. Okay, good. And they're pushing marzipan on the on the streets. Yeah, they are. Lots of deaths. Uh, maybe... Because uh, it's, uh, it's, it's got like allergies. Maybe Carl Weathers' dad died from a marzipan overdose. His dad? Yeah. How old would his dad be? Why is Sydney he taking Bottier marzipan? plays him. <laughs> Why is he taking marzipan? Because he wants it. Is it like cut, cut it with... Um... With fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> with some malt loaf. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if his dad would die from it. What about his son? Okay, his son can be played by... Um, who looks like Carl Weathers? Um, what about that guy from Predator? He looked like Carl Weathers. That was Carl Weathers. Oh shit! <laughs> um, oh, what about his son, Michael B. Jordan? I suppose he could. Yeah, he could probably afford him for a cameo for a day, day of shooting. But he's just going to overdose <coughs> on marzipan. Yeah, yeah. Eats a Battenberg. <laughs> it's not actual marzipan. It's because it tastes like Steve, marzipan. Steve Battenberg. He could be in it from Police Academy. Oh yeah, the bologna sandwich. Bologna, bologna. <laughs> he, sandwich. He's one of the um, consultants for the FBI. That uh, you just see him in the that room. Walter Bruno calls in. Yeah. <laughs> Get me <laughs> the bur- like a fucking hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which he's, is ironic. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see, uh, the bologna sandwich is just in the meeting room as it's being briefed. You know. Well, he doesn't speak in the film. It's a fucking bologna sandwich. <laughs> it's just on a plate. A, yeah, with a fucking I'll hat give, on it. I'll give you this on a <laughs> with plate. With a tie. That's what somebody says. Yeah. I'll give you this on a plate. And he is. Well, yeah, marzipan actually is a is a tablet that tastes like marzipan when you uh, when it starts going through your body. You get the taste of marzipan in your mouth. Okay. It's, it's the quite, size it's of quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's the size of an actual cake. Really? Yeah. I find that difficult to swallow. <laughs> that's what that's what Bruce Willis's character says when <laughs> well Bruno when Carl Weathers Walter tells him Bruno yeah turning <laughs> into fucking naked gun now. <laughs> yeah, what's Robo Schneider doing through all this? He's been a little gobshite, isn't he? Answering back and you know what's his job? Um, Why drunk. is he even in the film? He's your little like um, assistant. I can't got a. Bloody two assistants. I'm a street magician. <laughs> there are your plants in the audience, so you get away with your um, twins. Yeah, you make two one, of them. You make some the chances of them two being everywhere. <laughs> Nobody recognizing them. <laughs> you make one of them teleport, and you like you think it's and, one. and it's because it's the other gobshite. Yeah, <laughs> that's quite elaborate for a street magician, isn't it? Teleportation. <laughs> <laughs> Not you just should... pick a card or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Okay. I suppose, you, I suppose I am Dick Goblin. Yeah. After all, you the famous it, Dick Goblin. You used to do it with tigers at one point, but it ended badly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any street permit. It's easier to I? fool people with tigers than it is humans. <laughs> until, until Robo Schneiders <laughs> got involved. <laughs> Yeah, so okay. You're going to get some comedy moments, I think. You're going to get uh, lots right, of putting heads. If Rob Schneider's involved. Well, not, not him, no, if he's not oh. having any comedy fucking moments. Good. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> Is this set at Christmas if the thing's called Marzipan? What the hell's that? Really? What? Marzipan's not Christmas related. I, I can't buy it now if I wanted. Isn't it on a Christmas pud? <laughs> no. What's no, it it's Battenberg. Marzipan's Battenberg. It's an almond-based flavouring. Right. I can't believe we've based this whole film on stuff you don't know about. I'm not into the drug scene at the minute. (laughs) I don't know what the kids are doing. Malt loaf. Well, that's where I stopped. That's where I drew the line. (laughs) Quite right, too. I remember your experience with malt loaf. Malt loaf. Yeah. Two, three times a day. Yeah, well, that's too much for anyone, even even grandmas. That's too much malt loaf. <laughs> yeah, for their own good. And they, and they bloody love it. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Maybe get rid of Bruce and put a younger person in that role. Ryan Gosling. Mm. No? What about Warwick Davis? <laughs> is, is he a private dick? Davis, if he's in it, is that is that the character? Oh no, he's FBI, isn't he? Yeah, FBI. As <laughs> <laughs> part of the inclusion and diversity program, <laughs> he wouldn't be a field officer, would he? <laughs> what if there was a foot chase? <laughs> He'd be in the car. <laughs> um. Sorry, Warwick. <laughs> we need a fucking younger person who's a cop. Com- <laughs> so somebody not Warwick Davis and younger than Bruce Willis. We've <laughs> really narrowed our options here, Ken. <laughs> it's really difficult. <laughs> we need a comedian who's younger than Bruce Willis. Why the fuck was he in the role anyway? Because we said we wanted an action hero and a comedian. <laughs> we chose two action heroes. You chose them both. Shit, yeah, you're right. I never chose Bruce Willis. No, what about um, Michael Cera? Wet behind the ears, nervous. I suppose so, yeah. As who? As, as, uh, yeah, the, a... as the FBI agent yeah, who's been pusher. used to riding the desk, but suddenly yeah. he's thrown into the action. Yeah, he's, with, he's got, all the, he's got all the brains yeah. all the brains to solve the case. He knows the, the, the case back to front, but has no... On... Actual field practice. Yeah. Okay, all right then, yes. Yes, he's in. Yeah. He's in, I'm writing him down. Maybe we should change his name to, um, what about Special Agent Philip Padlock? Good. He's got it. Philip? Percy. Percy. Percy Padlock. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no one's called that. Philip Padlock. Yeah. No one's called Padlock. Kenny? But, but Ken, Kenny Padlock. Yeah. What about um, Storm? I've written Philip. <laughs> what about Philip Storm? Pants. Philip Storm pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the one. We've got it. Well done. <laughs> Fucking rubbish. Okay. So sp- <laughs> this sounds like a job for weathers and storm pants. Special agent storm pants. 
from now on, Weathers, you will report to Storm Pants and no one else. <laughs> Huge bollocks is running riot. We need send storm in, pants send to in contr- storm pants. We need storm pants to control the bollocks. The bollocks are off the hook. Ugh. Okay, so we've got what was his name, Reverend? What? Reverend? <laughs> what was it? FBI Who's the priest? FBI we've got agent a priest in here yet, have we? And we bring him on in. <laughs> FBI agent Storm Pants. Yep. Special, so got... special agent Philip Storm Pants. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got Weathers and Storm Pants. Mm-hmm. They are tracking they, they down are the fatal combination. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get Riverdance into this? Come here, Carl Weathers Flatland. doing Riverdance. Carl Weathers <laughs> and Michael Cera, he joins in at the end for the big musical well, the, yeah. number at the end. Yeah, you know, like you go in the south and they have line dancing going mm. on in the in the bars. Well, it's Riverdance. It's just, just Total Riverdance. Yeah. yeah, that's the name of the bar. Total Riverdance. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's written down. Yeah, and so, as I say, they end up um, enlisting the help of Dick Goblin, street magician extraordinaire, to help them. Because obviously he's on the streets, he sees this stuff get dealt, and so he knows the dealers. He knows. He knows the the sad truth of what it brings to you. Yeah, why has he tried some marzipan? No, but he's seen it. One of his friends died from it. One of the gobshites. One of the gobshites. Yeah, it saves money then because he's down to just one character again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, when he did the transportation, um, the the gobshite that was supposed to emerge just fell out dead. Mm-hmm. In the middle of his his act, mouth marzipan, mouth full all of over. marzipan, yeah, yeah foaming, his... foaming marzipan at the mouth, yeah, all yeah. over his mouth, yeah, his his eyes, <clears throat> his eyes. That may just switch to you know for the good guys, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why he became a snitch, snitch, marzipan snitch. Should <laughs> <laughs> the name of the film. <laughs> It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! So yeah, it's uh, it's a dirty job, but only three people can do it. <laughs> <laughs> who who are the three? Weathers, Goblin, and Stormpants. Am I, am I in the team? You're... I still don't get to be in it with Sam Hayek. Are you sure? No, because I've got to be a smaller part then. Otherwise, I'm straight in. Well, there that's with the rumor. Sam Hayek's old bollocks is um... huge bollocks. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Old bollocks was huge bollocks. His dad. Yeah, <laughs> he's no longer with us. No, <laughs> was... he was played by uh, Anthony Hopkins <laughs> in a in a flashback scene. Yeah, so uh, Sam Hyatt... just said, "You know, I don't feel very well." He died. That was it. Yeah, that was his whole scene. Sam Hyatt... I'll tell you what, he fucking blew everyone out off, out the park. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> He's not doing that. I'll tell you what, he fucking not, blew everything. Not for this money. <laughs> yeah, so Sam Hayek's um, huge bollocks is um, femme fatale, sort of, you know. So I don't get any part of that? No. Jesus. You've got fucking the, the gobshite. I'm not getting into a relationship with <laughs> Robbo Schneider. Okay. You so... can't have a love interest, you're a snitch. No one loves a snitch. Yeah, okay. You're just there in your fucking hat and your cape and your wand. <laughs> Whatever you street magicians wear nowadays. Oh, that is that, actually, yeah. Your tuxedo. That's pretty, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Since the tigers died, 
It's been out on the streets. <laughs> Every time they see you and ask you for information, you're doing a stunt like you've, you know, you've, you're in a fucking glass box suspended above the, the yeah. main town centre. It's difficult, really, to communicate with me, isn't it? If that's what I'm you're up buried, to. buried underground. <laughs> yeah, you just speak through the pipe. Yeah. That I'm breathing through. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite, I'm quite dangerous, really, as a street musician. Yeah. yeah what happened to the cards? Yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah. pick a number. Now, now check your pocket. That's your card. Right. Now bury me alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. I live on the edge. What do you reckon then? <laughs> it's, I mean, I think this this lives up to all of our previous ones, <laughs> as we don't know what we're talking about. Still good enough. Yeah. All right. What's next? <laughs> And on that note, we'll bring it to a close. They're never happy with that. Summer Hayek, she doesn't die, though, does she? She gets her no. own spin-off after this. Probably, Which I'm yeah. also going to be involved in, so I can eventually have a relationship with her. But Dick Goblin's not going to be involved in the spin-off, is he? No, as as a, like a producer or director or something. You? It's just with Summer Hayek, not, not the characters. I'm not interested in that. I'm just interested in Summer Hayek. I don't think that's going to fly in the interview, Ken. This yeah. is definitely going to happen, though. Me and Sam are Hayek. It has to. Why? Well, because I love her. That's good enough for me. There we go. You let's see? make it happen. We better get on that straight away, so let's bring this to a close. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Thanks, Salma. <laughs> if you are listening. You can find us on www.badmoviecult.com. We get reviews. They're going up every two weeks. Uh, new podcast episodes go up every two weeks as well. So one week you'll get a podcast, one week you'll get a review. It's that simple. What more do you want? Don't, what more do you want? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> Badmoviecult at gmail.com. Maybe less bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. There's a group on there. If you search Bad Movie Call, we'll add you to the group where it's people. But they discuss films that don't get reviewed on this podcast, don't get reviewed on the website. It's just a group of normal people just talking about films that they like or they dislike. We're on Instagram as well. We're also on Twitter at Bad Movie Cult. I guess that all that else is left to say is to thank Mr. Kenby Wild. Oh, thank you. For joining me this week. Thank you for getting me in touch with Salma Hayek. Yeah, and thank you for um, watching the first ever Irish Kung Fu film. <laughs> Yes, well, thank you for recommending I do that. Yeah, it's bloody awful. <laughs> if you have any film pictures, if you think you can do better than, what what was it called? Um, Fatal t- Combination. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fa- yeah sorry, I've written Total Riverdance. Well, that was the name of the pub. <laughs> if you think you can do better than Fatal Combination... We'd like to hear it. Send it in to us. If you, similarly, if you've got any questions or any recommendations for films that you'd like to hear us cover... In your film pitch, obviously, if you could condense it down to less time than ours has just taken. Yes. And also, Carl Weathers must be included. Yes, or else you're out of here. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. Ken, uh, play us out. I will. Bad. And that's not good.